I think you took the chair. Okay. No, I think we offered the chair. Did we offer the chair? I don't feel like I'd offer it to him. Erica Maybe you offered, did. Erica like offered did. it to me. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I sit in it often. That's where I lord over my <laughs> D&D player. Normally, this is Erica's chair. But as the leader of this given operation, I, it's my chair. The leader? Yeah. Wow. Do you edit the podcast? When, when did we elect him leader? I'm a guest star, so I'm just fucking around with you two. Because after like one episode, you realize, oh, we need Erica to write this sinking ship. So, <laughs> And I just keep showing up. Because you guys like I don't, what I So I you're Tracy it, I Jordan. I don't think I don't think you were ever not supposed to be on the podcast. I think you're just hard to get. Definitely a few episodes in the beginning, though, that I wasn't on. I don't think when you guys were still kind of noodling and trying to figure out what you were doing. Mm. Interesting. Is the mm. sound okay? Yeah, it sounds better now. Start I don't the, know what. Start the fucking show. I don't know what happened there at the beginning. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'll be your other host, Alex. I appreciated the pause there as if he wasn't going to keep in some of that beginning. Because some of that was good. Oh, no. Yeah, no. So it's it's going to be like really awkward for our... How many did we decide we had? Four listeners? I was told we have a new listener. Not maybe new, but someone we didn't know was listening. Well, Alex knew he listens. Your friend on Xbox. That narrows it down. <laughs> You know, I have many friends, Bob, because people love me. Oh, that's true. Or they hate me. But I think we have five. They love to hate you. That's true. That's definitely We've got true. The Hankinator. We've got. The we don't. We don't need to name them. Strawman from South Dakota, and then there's the three actual people who properly listen to the podcast that I know of. Well, so. great to be here in your home. I will do my best to care about things Bob brings up. Hurtful. I mean, that's just mean. Really. We're anticipating uh, a long one today. I we'll think. see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because sometimes you think that it doesn't end up see, being that long. What, what, Bob what tends ex- to fade. What I'm, what I'm, ex- fade all he wants. What I'm ex- chat forever. expecting that's true. is at some point during this podcast, Alex will ask me a question about my race, and then he'll just immediately tune out the second he finishes asking the question. That's not fair, Bob. I don't appreciate the way you're characterizing me. I'll give you five minutes of pretending to care, and then I'll check out. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just happened to look over a little bit too soon last episode. Oh, okay. okay. I, was, I was caring. I mean, as much as one can <laughs> when they hear about the same thing over and over and over again. I mean... It's not that bad of a broken record. Uh, I think that record's been broken into about as many pieces as it can handle. It's, it's Disco Demolition Night, Bob, is what it is. Ooh, Disco de- I like that. That's a nice callback. Chicago who, callback, too. Who, whose radio show started that? Uh, it was, what's his, oh, is it Steve I Dahl? always forget. I think that's right. That sounds correct. That sounds right. It was his idea, wasn't it? Yeah. Because we don't like disco for some reason. Disco is delightful. Well, at least I don't remember what the reason was. I believe it caused a riot. I just, it happened. It happened to, yeah, it happened at Comiskey, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a, there's a podcast we listen to called The Dollop that has a bunch of uh, episodes on uh, uh, riots at baseball games. My favorite is Ten Cent Beer Night. Oh, Ten Cent Beer Night. Which is just like, well, what did the fuck that you didn't put a limit on it? 
What the fuck did you think was going to Because there was never... It, it, what's great about 10 Cent Beer Night is you can't even be like, oh, this was 10 cents back in like 1900. No, that was still cheap beer. Like, <laughs> they ran out and people got mad. <laughs> if you did 10 Cent Beer Night now, the billionaires who own these teams would probably turn into millionaires. <laughs> I haven't been to a baseball game in forever. Yeah, that feels like the one sporting event maybe you could go to and not assume you're walking out with some variant of COVID. <laughs> well, you're at least like you're in like the open air, right? So you would think you would be a little, as a long little as, bit like, better off. You'd you'd just I it would be my luck. I'd sit next to the guy who's definitely got COVID and he just hacks on you all game. Mm, this is true. That would be your luck. No, but you're not. It me, actually, so. it actually wouldn't be. It would, it would be more your luck, Bob. Yeah. And then you'd like call for the peanut guy. You'd be like, hey, hey, peanut guy, and he would just straight up ignore you. And then maybe he'd come back like twenty minutes later with your peanuts. All I want is the hot dog vendor. Now that guy, that guy in theory should love you because <laughs> he could just print money off of you. He's putting my kids in college, but. He also has to contend with the overwhelming knowledge that he should be serving you poorly. Mm. Yes, it, it's it's difficult. It's a difficult. That's a conundrum. Balance. Yeah. Did that, you see it, or, or did we want to like launch into your guys's five guys story? Whatever story you would like. I mean, this is a free flowing podcast. Well, I was just gonna say at Wrigley. I think I saw now that uh, beer is like fifteen dollars a can, <laughs> which is just like. I'll get Blatto before I come well, in. Thank you. That's the thing. I never, like, I've never understood going and buying lots of beer at a game. It is so unbelievably expensive. I'll go to the Cubby Bear beforehand, do some shots of Malort, and then I'll go to the game. I'm yeah, not. I'm I, not buying. A, I'm not paying fifteen dollars for an old style. For an old style. Well, that's in obviously beer is the worst offender, but any food or drink at a sporting event is going to be brutal, and well, it's I mean, always even, been brutal. We just went uh, to the movies for the first time in like a thousand years, and it was a little, little spot. There's maybe what four theaters in there, four screens. Mm-hmm. It was actually really nice, and the ticket was cheap, but the con- it wasn't as bad as like an AMC, but the concessions were still expensive. Yeah, and I it's, but I didn't mind as much because it's like for the two of us to see a movie was fourteen dollars. Yeah, but you you also it's like. It's like the sporting event thing. You know that going in. Sure. And so you either have to say to yourself, are we eating before or after? Or if we're eating during and we're just taking the L. Because you're taking it. There's nothing, unless you're sneaking food in. Well, part of why he wanted to go to the movie so bad was so that he could have movie theater popcorn. Movie theater popcorn. Because it had been so long. Was Was it the best? It was pretty good movie theater popcorn. I feel like we'd make better popcorn at home, personally, but... There's something about the there point. is sure. I, I I will say I think the problem with the popcorn at that theater was it was not enough salt. Well, we did not salt it before we left. The, we did not salt. So it that ourselves. that was our own fault. Yeah. It was still good. Oh, we still ate all of it. Yeah, I mean we didn't get a large. We got a medium, which was shocking for us. But well, we did just come from dinner. We did. So I kicked my soda over immediately too. There's like no um, five. There weren't. They didn't have any cup holders. It's an old oh, theater. Okay. Because I went in and I go to, and I'm like, oh, okay, we don't have any. Interesting. And then yeah, I set it down and like movie starts. So I go to grab it. I shift my foot everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I just put my mask on and we'll just watch this movie. Well, the the only nice thing about that is you're in a movie theater and some other poor schlubs getting stuck with that. So 
You're just like, oh, I don't whatever. Know if that's right. I'm not home. I don't Moving know. Moving on. Soda. Yep. Well, there were what? Four other people in the theater, which was nice. Yeah. Because it's just like, okay, I don't have to. I think most of them had masks on, so it's like, all right. Well, we have a number of ways we can go, but since you brought it up, let's start with five Please guys. discuss. Oh, Please and, t- and, tell and, your and five guys tale. We should say how we ended up at five guys, shouldn't we? I think it's a fair thing to discuss. So it would have been just under a week ago now. Mm -hmm. I get a text from Bob. He goes, TV's dead. This was hilarious because I think it had just been, I had walked in to tell him, oh, the TV's dead. And then not five seconds later, he was like, oh, maybe like he had already texted you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did need expert advice on what to do. Indeed. Indeed. I, though I do think I went, I, I did what you I did something you didn't expect I would do. I thought it was yeah, I didn't think it was the most likely thing you would do. But also the TVs are pretty reasonably priced right now. If it was you know, 6 months, if it was even 2 months from now and the new ones were out and you couldn't find these old models anymore, and the price was another $400, $500 more expensive for the same thing, you might have thought different. I did, that's true. We probably would have had it if we put have ended yeah. up with another crappy Target TV. Yeah. Well, and so, I, I mean, for the benefit of the listeners, really, it came down to what was it? It was kind of three options. One was attempt to fix the TV we had, which my point of view on that was, you're going to end up paying $150 to have a tech just to come out. And then if it's a $50 part, maybe it ends up being cheaper than buying a new TV. But if it's anything big, you're, you could just you're, buy a You're new approaching TV. the price of the TV as you originally paid for it. Right. In which case, you may as well just buy another cheap TV. Right. Um, so it, it's just annoying because it's like, if I could, I'd love to, if there was somewhere I could take it and they would like do an evaluation for like 20 bucks. Okay. I would do that, but I'm not having a tech. Anytime you have somebody come to your house, it's a hundred dollars. It's a hundred minimum. Um, and if you're lucky, they'll put the, you'll get a service where they'll put the cost of the call towards your total service. But mm-hmm. anyways, um, so that was option one. That was one option. Uh, second option was to do a another comparable TV in that like three hundred fifty to four hundred dollar price range, but we bought that TV because another TV we had bought died just after five years, and that was a Vizio that died. We bought it at Costco with that nice included five year warranties, and it died at five years two months. So, of course. Um, Sounds about right. So, yeah, because we, we were going to cash it in and we couldn't. Um, so, so you, you have a, yeah, so you have a bit of a, a saga when it comes to these TVs going. Yeah. Because, and I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but to recap, to give a summary, um, I ruined your life originally. Yeah, no, so, all of our TV problems are Alex's fault. No, that's not true. Yes, they are. But they start with me. So, I know we've told this story before. So long I'll, ass time I'll, ago I'll summer, summer I'll summarize, summarize. But 
I'm sitting there at your house and you wanted to, you were trying to pull an app up on your Roku. I think it was like something, there was like a Firefox app or YouTube or something that you were pulling up and clearly the edges of the screen were not being displayed. Yep. And so I said, well, maybe you have something wrong in your settings. Like maybe you're zoomed in on the picture because a lot of TVs, most TVs have some sort of zoom setting for my parents do that. Yeah. For, drives me insane. For people mom, who want to ruin the image quality. My mom doesn't like the bars. So she's like, oh, we got to zoom. I'm like, please do, don't do that. Please do not do that. Or I will switch it back when I am here. And then I will switch it back to your shitty setting when I leave. But I cannot watch television like that. Well, and you're going to cut stuff off on the sides then. there's It's a no-win. Well, they're watching like a football game, and you can't see. And you can't see the you score. You can't see the score. You can't see like like you're missing so much yep. on the sides of the screen. What is the thought process here? Let my poor father watch football the proper way. So we're sitting there, yeah, and I'm like, well, you know, let's check it out. Like, no, the settings are right. Maybe, it's, maybe something's wrong on your Roku settings. We checked the Roku. No, the settings look good. And then I think to myself, well, maybe you just bought one of these cheap TVs that advertises itself as a 1080p TV, but it's really like a 970p TV or something like that. Um, And I think that's ended up probably being the case, not that we did like a deep dive into the specs, but I think clearly it just wasn't a full HD TV. Yeah. Um, So then once Bob was made aware of this. Bob could not stop seeing it. No, no yeah, that no. drove Bob up the fucking wall that yep. he was being deprived of five inches of the picture or five percent of the picture that should be there rightfully. Drove him up the wall. And to be fair, I wouldn't be able to tolerate this either. Um so that led Bob into buying the LG B seven, I believe. The, was that what no, I th- no, that's what happened. Yeah, because we had the Vizio happened? downstairs. Yes, you we bought the LG B7 so you could get the the fancy okay. SD. Okay, okay. So Got you it. bought the fancy TV, and yeah. I was hot about that. But then you showed me Pacific Rim on it, and I was like, okay. See, there, there's this is a classic husband move right here. You you make a dumb purchase, and then you fight really hard to justify it, and usually that fails miserably, but. Pacific Rim. So in this one case, Bob got to win, but then Bob lost because his his used to be good TV turned into a dead TV. The video, the Vizio. Mm-hmm. So then that had to be replaced. Not long after that. Either. No, it was yeah, fast. It, it was, was like it was like a month or something. Yeah, it was really. It fast. was really right around. The if corner. I went into my Target history and actually looked to when I bought that TV, um. Yeah, I because I, I remember being like we just spent like all this goddamn right. fucking money on this goddamn fucking television. Right, and so I understand that was the thought process was oh we just bought this really nice top of the line TV, right. so, so now we'll get this right. cheap TV because we just use it for like general usage, and we'll use the sweet TV when we really want that awesome picture. Right. Yeah. And it worked fine. And, right. For a yeah. while, but then it yeah. was working great for you for a long time. You liked the Roku integration. I know that. Yeah, worked out nice. Um, yeah, that's a, that was a real shame that this TV went, and you know it's annoying because it's clearly a backlighting issue. Um, you can still hear what's going on, but I in I I know this doesn't mean that much to you, but I always ever since we got that TV, 
I really like the interface in it. I always like you turn it on and the apps that you use all the time are just right there. And, you know, it's not a big deal to get used to something else. But when you go from something that was exactly the way you liked it Mm -hmm. to to anything else. Well, what's really annoying annoying is there isn't an uh, HBO Max app on the OLEDs. Well, that is one of the upsides. Which is fucking weird. I think there is on the newer models. Like, I bet you mine would. Did you check the LG C1? Does that have an HBO Max app? It didn't. We checked it. Hmm. Huh. Well, yeah. The I HBO, haven't looked at the one down here. HBO Max. Oh, I thought we did. I looked upstairs. Maybe this one does. Uh, yeah, you you check. you might want to check because HBO Max. I know they've been rolling out apps semi slowly. Like we had to wait for a while for it to show. There up on there the was a too. while before it was on the PlayStation Five, for example. I know that was like a point of contention for a lot of people is like why is an hbo max app not on the ps5 yet um but so it might be on your c1 i don't know so we'll have to uh, take a look i know it's not on the one upstairs so if you want to watch it you have to switch over to the xbox which again is the whitest of white people problems right who cares and this is this is what i told bob if you turn on the xbox at the same time you're pressing the power button on the tv the Xbox will be turned on. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It is the like, whitest of like, white this isn't, problems. This isn't. This is what I'm saying. Like it isn't an X. This isn't an Xbox One or this isn't a PS4 where they take 30 seconds to boot up. The series you guys have a Series X and a Series S. These things boot even if you're in the energy saving mode. They boot in like three seconds. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so no, it's not a problem. It's just something we need to get used to. And we'll yeah, check right. the it's one down a little here. Different. We'll see if it has yeah. an app and we'll put it where it needs to be. And we'll see if uh, well the password's still and, and again, it looks like, you know, I know right now we're really in the weeds on shit no one cares about. But <laughs> from the little bit I played with it, maybe you can't make the remote on the one upstairs um, control your TV. You can't make the TV remote control the Xbox. But this one But can, this right? one, the TV remote should control the Xbox. Which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we got... Um, I do actually have like an an Xbox media remote. You've got it upstairs, I which think. is really nice. But I always thought it was uh, Bluetooth, but it's IR, so you yeah. actually have to have the, the door open for it, which is I mean, really annoying. But usually, if I'm playing Xbox up there, I have that door open anyway, so it doesn't overheat. So it's like whatever. Yeah. Um, but you recently watched something on HBO Max, yes. Well, we're doing our thing where we're all over the place. Let's try to let's try we to gotta, move. We let's, gotta finish. Let's stay the in TV our lane. I figured everybody kind of was over I know. TV talk. I know. Um, so to come around, so essentially, like you were saying, Bob, I interrupted you. There were three choices. Essentially, there was repair TV, try to repair TV, mm-hmm. buy cheap TV, or buy high end TV that, in theory, will last. And you went with buy high-end TV. And I think part of the reason is is that the, you know, the current generation LG is the C1. Right. And it's at the end of its life. Yep. And the C2 is about to come out probably like any week now. Yep. And, you know, when the C2 comes out, realistically, it's probably going to be like 1500 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And then it'll its price will go down as the year goes along. And because you're at the end of the life on the C1, 
that's like what a thousand or what was it, like eleven hundred or something like that. Um, yeah, eleven. So, yeah, eleven. So like with tax, about eleven hundred. Right, and if you're talking about a high end TV, that's really not that bad, assuming yeah. it lasts as long as it should. Well, and th- and that's the thing we're worried about, and this was the conversation we had, which was, you know, if if we buy, you know, we're we're saying we're gonna. We're going to take the gamble on the high-end TV lasting long. Because what I want is a TV that lasts 10 years. That, and it should. That is my goal. Um, well, and in theory, spending a little bit more will be safe. We're, hopefully. Hopefully it'll last that long. So we haven't so, had any problems with the one from upstairs. I don't know how long That is four years it. old. It's four years old, so we'll and, see. And realistically, your TCL, even though we're calling it a cheap TV, I mean, these are supposed, they're generally solid TVs. It should have lasted. I mean, you just got unlucky because you have a TV curse going on right now. I mean, hopefully, although I have, we'll I see. have, you know, I, I've done research um, since then. This is a very comp. This is a pretty common problem with this TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, so we ended up going with the C1, and it's beautiful. I mean, it's just the the upgraded version of the B1 we have upstairs, basically. B- B seven, B seven. Yes, yeah. it's a it's a essentially a four a four year newer version of the same television. Yeah. It's gorgeous, um, mm. and so well, it's been a great TV. So the only actually it's five generations newer. But anyway, the the only the only problem with the with these TVs, um, particularly of the higher end ones, is uh, you have to. To get the picture you want, you really have to calibrate them. Okay, this is hysterical because I completely forgot that I had originally brought up where he's going with this. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I apologize. Oh, I was, was like, going to bring it around. Sorry. So, so you know, you got to calibrate them. And on the LGs in particular, it's, I, I don't know about other TV manufacturers, but on this TV, like each individual input has its own settings. And I get why, but... It's annoying to have to do. And so what I did is I said, hey, let me see if I can save myself some time. And I text you and said, I'll buy you lunch if you come calibrate my TV. And uh, Alex is like, you're an idiot. Um, It's so easy to do, but I'll take lunch from you. (laughs) (laughs) So he came over and did that for us. Which and it, honestly and was, saved me like an hour and a half. Sure. Because I know what to do and I have the experience. Right. It's not like you couldn't have figured it out. But you didn't have to. Right. Um. So as repayment, he takes me to Five Guys. And uh, little did he know, he should have just taken me to a steakhouse. Because <laughs> he would have saved some money. Well, and the Five Guys over here by us has the weirdest fucking hours. And after you guys came back, I was looking on Yelp and like I've seen people be like I've been over there at like 2 when the doors have been locked. Like this thing is open from 11 to 3 every day. So, first off, we go in there. And I understand we were we went in probably at 2. Okay. So, we're after the lunch rush, whatever it might be in there. And there's maybe 5 actual customers in the whole place. Yeah. There were at least eight people working. It was insane. 
I there were so and many most of them shirts. weren't doing anything. I I posited to Erica that it could be a training restaurant. Maybe, but like I don't know the Panera, uh, uh, not far from here, not right here, but a little farther away. Yeah, it's a training store, but it still operates on normal hours. They've just got like a classroom in the back. It's yeah. like I don't know. Like, there's not usually, at least in my experience in food service, it's just no. You got hired at the store. We're just yeah. throwing you to the wolves and good fucking luck, you know? So because they have 800 employees in this store, um, you know, you have to pay all those people, which means you have to pass that cost on to your customers. I don't think that's the reason the cost is so high. I think the cost is just the cost. I bet you the five guys are all the same. I don't think that's the reason. Well, I I mean, you're, the number of people you have working drives your cost. Of course. And especially but, in, but but it's, something like that is probably not store to store outside the store. No, it's usually regional, right? You know, or, or territorial. So we go into Five Guys and we order what I would say would be your pretty standard order in there. We get, we each get a cheeseburger, which you know they have their wacky naming conventions, right? So a cheeseburger is actually a double cheeseburger, and then there's like the little cheeseburger, which is actually a single. That's fucking stupid. But anyway. Agreed. But hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, so we order a cheeseburger, fries, and a drink, each of us. I think this was like $42 or something. Yes. Which is absurd. <laughs> it's obscene. And now we did make one mistake, I guess, knowing Bob was going to pay for the whole thing. We should have just ordered like one big fry and shared it sure which probably would have cost like that would have cut like five dollars off the cost you don't even need one big fry you just need one regular fry because they always throw so many fries in the bottom of the bag yeah so my, my point is you know if we order one fry maybe that saves bob like five bucks so just for the sake of argument if we did what we should have done it might have been 37 which is Which still is absurd still for two burgers. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just not and, from a steakhouse. And look, I like Five Guys. I think the burgers really good. I oh, think their the fries, great. the fries good. But when you have when you go in somewhere and it's for two people for fast food, it's forty dollars. You're really gonna think twice before you go in there the next time. And Five Guys has always been expensive. Like even pre all the inflation that's happening and. Although we're going to raise prices because uh, costs have gone up so much. <laughs> um, whatever, you know, whatever horseshit reasons It has are. always been pricey. Five Guys has always been pricey. But that's insane. But it might have, yeah. it used to be more like for two people, you were probably looking at $30. And now it's more like 40 yeah, yeah, it's just ridiculous. And that's a pretty substantial increase. You know, it, it, you know, and we were, I talked to both of you separately about this. If you're going out for lunch and it's just you and you know you're going to have a $20 lunch, like that is an expensive lunch, but that's not like so much that you're going to to walk away. You're just going to say, okay, this is like a once every once in a while kind of lunch. Like this is not something I'm going to do on the regular. But once you have, once you're covering two people, now you're over $40 for lunch. It's like... This is insane. Well, and maybe it's unfair 
but I always bring it back to pizza. And you could go into most like carry out pizza joints and get an extra large pizza with one ingredient for maybe even with the price increases now, maybe $25. Okay. And if you're if you're one person, let's say for me, you know, I know it's person to person. I could probably get three, four meals out of an extra large pizza so you kind of start thinking about like the price comparison here and it doesn't sit favorably for a lot of these places. No, no, no. Well, and the other thing is just like, can I make this at home? Can I make this better at home or equally at home? Yeah. For like significantly cheaper Then I'd rather go somewhere where I know like it's like Italian. Like there's some places I like to go out for Italian. There's a place in the city. I really like there's the chain out here that I really like with the good pizza but most Italian places, I'm like, I do Italian at home all the time. Let's go somewhere else. Sure. And I mean, you could make that argument for just about anything, right? Especially if oh, you go somewhere saying. and yeah. you get the right ingredients and everything. Uh, but part of the reason you go eat out is that you just want something easy. No, yeah. It's like, I don't want to cook. You're paying for the convenience. But I also don't want to pay like an absurd amount of money for something that I, I don't see is worth it. Yeah. And $20 for a burger and fries? No, it's too much. Well, it's just too much. At that kind of a restaurant. Maybe if you're like at a sit-down restaurant and you're like having a beer, but like at Five Guys, nah. Well, and that's the thing. When I was joking about the steakhouse, I mean, I don't know what their prices are now, but 15 or 20 bucks for a burger is what I would expect to pay at a steakhouse. Right. Not at a fast food joint in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere, you know, when it's like, if I go to a steakhouse, you know, you're paying for a certain quality of meat and the service and everything, you know, the experience. I'm not getting much of an experience at the five guys other than the grease covered all over everything. But the peanuts, Alex, do they even have the peanuts anymore? I don't think so. They may have gotten rid of, I think they got rid of the peanuts. Yeah. Yeah, Cause they didn't want people, they don't want people digging their fucking uh, dirty fingers in there. Which I can completely understand. No, it makes it makes sense. It just it just sucks because I really do like Five Guys. It's a great burger, but it's you're pricing it out of what I'm willing to pay. Right. You know, unless we're going out to dinner and like sitting down somewhere. But realistically, right. everyone's jacking up their prices, so you're just. It's like, You're do fucked. you? You're just well, do, so, you, do you just stop going? Maybe you just say, but, okay, well, I'm just going to get fast so food this way is, less. This comes back to the problem of what of what happens when you artificially deflate prices over time, because you know if you think about it, a lot of things that you've paid for over the years, pizza is a particularly egregious example. Like the price of a pizza today versus back in 2000 is not really that different and it should be much higher than it was but your wages also should be much higher than they are yes which is why they're the same exactly but every now and then you burger flippers don't deserve to make a living wage but that's fair every now and then you get these major corrections in the market and that you know this is you know, mostly, mostly driven by COVID. I, I mean, COVID was, COVID was the straw that broke the camel's back. 
it didn't cause all the underlying problems, but you know, they couldn't hide anymore. And so prices are jacking up. So if prices have been like steadily increasing along with normal um normal inflation over time on food, then you wouldn't we probably wouldn't think twice about a forty dollar lunch because that's you know, a couple years ago it was thirty eight dollar lunch. And then a couple years before that it was thirty you know, seven dollar lunch. I also wouldn't mind paying more if I knew the money was actually going to the workers. I don't think anybody cares about that. Nobody does, but I do. You do. Nobody cares about that. Though. No, I know. I'm just saying I care. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the problem, though. So now you have this huge jump in price. The same thing happened with Metra. So well, that was just... So yeah. Metra basically had prices for... Metra, for people who are not in the Chicagoland area, is our regional uh, rail uh, that, you know, the suburbanites use to commute into the city or vice versa. And um, they had their prices frozen for a very long time. And shock... If the rail agency can't raise prices, they're going to go into debt. And they got to a point where they were so far in debt, they had to raise prices by a dramatic amount. And then a lot of people are like, I'm not willing to pay. You know, most people who commute in are just had to suck it up and be like, well, it's where I work. It I'm, is what it is. It is what it is. I'm going to bitch they and moan, but I can't. They got you. But, you know, it does things like people who were considering maybe moving out to the suburbs aren't going to because now they're seeing wait a minute this changes the calculus it so when you when you do things to artificially suppress inflation over time you get these major corrections and the impacts on the local businesses are tremendous because now i'm not going back to five guys anytime soon no. not well, a there, chance. there's a lot of factors though right i mean you want to say COVID, and yeah, obviously that was a major catalyst, but also a big part of it is the federal government printed an absolute shitload amount of money in the last, like, two to three years, just created a bunch of money out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pumped an unbelievable amount of money into the stock market to prop that up over COVID because well, we can't, cause we can't let fucking companies fail. This is my number one pet peeve. The airlines, if they're so fucked as businesses that like two days of things going wrong, that they're like completely, they're gonna go bankrupt, right? Let them go under, let someone else try. I completely agree with you, yep. Because clearly, if your business is that, like, like a lot of restaurants closed over COVID, right? They didn't close one day in. It wasn't like, no. oh, shit, the place isn't filled for one night. We're fucked. We're done. Right. But that's the airlines. Oh, yeah. hey, yeah. man, you got to tell me. Well, it's that just-in-time, like, really high-efficiency um, model of business. You know, and most people think of that in terms of manufacturing, but it applies across the board. There's no... In, in, in business's defense, there's no incentive for them not to do that. Because it's been shown that the government will bail you out. Well, it's the way the system is set up. Well, sure. If they're going to bail you out, you might as well set the whole thing up to fail. What I would rather see is incentives from the government that it's for businesses to have to build a safety net for downturns. Nah. But there's nothing right now. You 
as a as a as an executive, there is no incentive really for you to build in a safety net for your business. There's just not in anything really. No, I'm just thinking of uh, uh, how uh, the Netflix stock dropped. What thirty five percent? Because the subscription numbers went down. I'm just for the like, first how time in how does years? the CEO still have a job? Why are you still wor- why are you still allowed to work here, sir? I mean, that's not really what you're talking you might about. Own a per- but you it's... might own a sizable percentage. I don't know. Well, because the CEO is probably doing his job just fine. Otherwise, it's just that you're hit market saturation. Well, the problem that's, 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 problem. that's the biggest problem, right? Well, is that you can't. It is impossible to keep growing consistently, especially into by leaps and bounds, because you only have a you have a finite number of possible subscribers. Could you and say that's that the, word again? I was going to let it go. Finite. Finite? My bad. Look. What a dick. I have to tell you, and this should not be a surprise to anyone, I have extreme deep knowledge of a bunch of shit that doesn't matter at all. But if you come to me for something important, you're in big fucking trouble. You right. could ask some, like, there are definitely birthdays that I'm like, oh, I don't know. But if you ask me the most obscure pop culture question, Erica, I'm your chick. I'm sure everyone thinks I'm a monster. I don't know anyone's birthday. I don't even, I barely even know when my own passes by, let alone anyone else's. I think I know when your birthday is. I think generally you wish me happy birthday, but I got to tell you, I'm sure I generally don't return that favor well, I, because I don't know. I, I don't know I, when your birthday is. I don't really care. Whatever. It's another day. It it's just doesn't not a matter to me. It, it's whatever. I don't, I'm not going to get offended people, that people like don't message me on my birthday. People don't believe me. They'll be like, how old are you? I'm like, I think I'm 35. I don't fucking know. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Age is just a number. It really is it until is. you're 70 and you're dating a 20-year-old. Then it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it's like I remember, this is funny, uh, at the, the, what's wrong, Bob? Is Michael Douglas ever cheated on Catherine Zeta-Jones? If and he if, did, he's a fucking idiot. Like he, no, right? You, just I mean, no. unless there's an agreement. And it's like, if you need to sew A Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Well, Smith you know agreement. what probably happened? Hey, if that's a thing between a husband and the wife, and they're both okay with it, that is none of our fucking business. All right? And I don't need to hear about them anymore. Ever again. I don't care. I don't, don't care, care about... I don't care about them, but it is an interesting dynamic that uh, Will Smith very much is Jada's bitch. <laughs> and hey. it really should be the opposite, if anything, because Jada doesn't exist without Will Smith. I don't know that I agree with that. Oh, that's, that's the truth. No, that's the truth. That. What has Jada Pinkett Smith ever done? No, I don't know that she's as popular, but I oh, mean, what, I mean, not what even is in she, the stratosphere. I don't think that he, like him being, she was famous before they got together, wasn't she? Nah. Maybe not like mega level. I wouldn't call her mega he level famous He was famous, famous like either. essentially since day one. No, he has. Fresh Prince of I don't Bel-Air. know when they got together. I right, have no right, concept right. of that, but... And anyway. not where I expected that conversation. Well, anyway, where, where <laughs> yeah, was we got I going with it? We got it? sidetracked. Oh, my God. Now I lost it. We're talking about economy shit. No, no what were we anymore. just talking about before that? God damn it. It's gone. Now I'm mad. No, this is unacceptable. 
You said something about 70-year-olds dating 20-year-olds. Oh, I remember. I remember. So I saw a funny clip. I was on the NBA subreddit, and there was like a clip of uh, someone, some NBA player. I can't remember who it was. Like His name is like Jalen or Mason Jones. It was Mason Jones, who is a quality NBA player. I'm not shitting on the guy. But uh, this porn star, Riley Reed was at the game in the front row. Mason Jones goes to jump on a ball that's flying out of bounds and falls on her. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. And they don't. And obviously, even on the broadcast, if they know who she is, they're not going to say anything. But she's a very popular porn star. And there were some funny comments on Reddit. And it was like, you know, uh, I bet you way more people know who Riley Reed is than Mason Jones. And it was a lot of stuff like that. Like. Um, you know those announcers knew exactly who but, she was. Right, and they were like, don't probably. say no, yeah, anything. They're getting yelled at in okay, the Okay, real but... talk, I, the, I don't know any porn star's name. Really? No. Oh. Well, anyways, this is the sort of thing that I have knowledge of because mm. when you just scroll through Reddit, you see lots of nonsense. Hey, that's true, Bob. You ever go to the all section of Reddit, you're going to see some shit, okay? <laughs> My Reddit use is way down lately. That's because there's no time for anything in your life but running and your child and food. <laughs> He's not wrong. There's no time er- for No Erica, Erica nowhere. <laughs> we that was a nice attempt, Bob, but we don't be sure. <laughs> um Hey, you know what's you know what's been fun? We went to the movies this week. I'm on a recovery week. So, like, I've had, eat. like, time in the evening, and, like, it was nice to go to the movies. It's like, I... I will say, it was so nice. Like, going to the movies, I was just like, oh, remember when we used to get to do this? This is lovely. And we saw a great movie. Well, and now since you're teasing movies, let's have let's have the movie discussion. Sure. Multiple movie discussions. So, you teased that I watched something on HBO Max. Yes. Uh, the Batman. Your thoughts. It was good. I enjoyed myself. It's very long. I don't believe you actually finished it because you should still be watching. It's very long. Well, earlier it's... this week, Bob was like, oh, we should watch it. And it was like 9 o'clock on like Tuesday or something. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, you know, it's three hours. And I'm like, well, then we're not doing that tonight. Well, see, Bob, as always, you've made a tactical mistake. You don't say how long the movie is. Why would you do that? Because I didn't actually want to watch it. <laughs> Well, okay, then I guess you didn't make a tactical mistake. <laughs> but if you want to do I mean, something, if you don't want to watch it. I'll just watch it by myself. I don't care. No, I. I well, I'd like. Well, would you? you want to like hear my, your thoughts? Okay, it's good. I enjoyed it. I think everyone did a fine job in their given roles. You know, the regular roles that we always see in all these Batman movies. Um, it wasn't in my opinion, as good or as memorable of any of the Nolan movies. Um, I was, I was fine with Pattinson, you know, I think he was better at Batman than Bruce Wayne. Like he's super, he's even more broody than Bruce Wayne usually is, but it's Pattinson. I mean, he can't help but to be brooding it up. Here's my question. When it comes to this, is does it add anything of 
worth to the mythos of Batman? Um, I don't know. They did a different. They did a different take on the origin story, in a sense. They show the they, origin story. No, they don't show it. Good. But they're as they go along. So essentially, whereas the bat, like the Nolan Christian Bale Batman movies, are more your like superhero movies, right? Sure. Um, and and those are like semi down to earth in a sense, right? Because they're trying to like find real technology. It's grounded in reality, right? In, in, it's if, fantastical. If if a it's kind of like the Iron Man thing. If a if a insane genius had endless money, could he create a killer suit? Sure. And it's like maybe absolutely, yeah. And. Given uh, enough time and money, yes. And if Bruce Wayne also had essentially endless money, could he fight crime? Well, with the proper training, yes. Sure. Um, and so in this one, you're more dropped into him being Batman for about two years, I think. And he's kind of still figuring things out. Everything isn't perfect. He's not like absolutely steamrolling everyone in fights. Like he's getting hit. But he's still winning because he's got the freaking suit and everything. Right. Um, but, you know, this is my overall thoughts. Without, one, so like I was saying, the, the Nolan stuff are more superhero movies. This is more of a detective movie. Which um, I, I'm all for. Cause right, I am, it's more of a mystery. I'm very burned out on every one of those movies having to be... The big fucking word, right. world shattering like thing. Like I love exactly. a detective story for Batman. And and it, you know they still end up getting to like big thing happens, but it does feel the, the movie feels very grounded. Um, maybe even more so grounded than those Nolan ones were. It's good. Like I said, it's good. I don't know what my numerical rating would be. You know, I might say it's like a seven or an eight out of ten. Um, which is a good movie. It's mm-hmm. not like there was nothing at the end of it where I thought I'm going to remember this or that forever. Like there was nothing like that. Whereas if I think about the Nolan Batman trilogy, I can pick so many things from those three movies that I'm always going to remember. Like all time great scenes or moments or whatever. Mm hmm. There was nothing really like that in this movie, like standout moments, but I was happy with it. I wasn't upset that I watched it. It was very long, and I'm not sure they connected all the dots of, you know, things making sense and everything. But, you know, look, could they have probably cut some stuff out? I'm sure they could have, but... I would argue every, that's every, every movie now must be ten million years long. Even it, the movie it that is we what saw it is. on, uh, uh, we saw everything everywhere all at once. Yep, which highly recommend. Um, we turned to each other after it was over, and we both said they probably could have shaved a, a little bit off of there towards uh, towards the end. Definitely into the third act. It yeah. was getting a little long. It's like, yeah. Okay, we got we got it. Let's let's get to where you're going. But um, but yeah. I, I enjoyed it, though, and I'm sure you guys would enjoy it, you know. I mean, if it's a good Batman story, I'm not going to not enjoy it. That's the whole thing. You've got really good actors in there. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, everybody does a really, really good job with it. Yeah, I'll get around to it eventually. It's just a matter of having the three hours to sit down and watch it. The thing that sucks, though, is you brought up Iron Man. And 
is there anyone who is more their character than Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man? I mean, that was pretty perfect casting. I can't, like... At least in terms of superhero movies... I feel Chris like, Evans is Captain America. I feel like now that they've made the character a lot more lively and fun, I would have a hard time seeing other people than Chris Hemsworth playing Thor. Like at the, the, the beginning Thor, who was in like the original Avengers movie and that first Thor movie, you could have stuck anybody, any generic big actor dude in that role. Anybody could have done that. I would agree with that. Um, but now I feel like he really owns it. You know, he they does. Figure, they figured it out. Well, and I think bringing in uh, Taika uh, with Titi really um, kind of reignited. Is it Chris Helmsworth's? Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth, I believe. Yeah, there you go. Kind of reignited his passion for the character. Because, I mean, Thor Ragnarok is just a fun fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody's having a blast making that shit. And it's a comic book movie that's, in my mind, that's the way that it should be. So we did get the, um, is it Love and Thunder? Yeah, so our, our streak of great transitions continues. Yeah. We're just, everything's so seamless today. Steamrolling. We got that little teaser for, yeah, Thor Love and Thunder, I believe is the name. And, you know, it looks like a fun fun romp. We've talked right? about this a couple times this week. I mean, the trailer didn't do much for me, but like I told you, Taika Waititi is, is writing and directing. I personally don't think he's made at least what I've seen a bad movie, uh, anything he's kind of involved with has been solid. We just watched yeah. um, uh, the pirate show on HBO Max, Our Flag Means Death. He He's not the creator of it. He's a executive producer. He hasn't. He didn't write it. A different dude wrote it, but he's involved um, and acts on the show, and he's delightful. Um, the original What We Do in the Shadows movie is hysterical. Um, he directed some episodes of The Mandalorian and played that uh, the one droid on that show. Yeah, he's just he's he's good at what he does, and what he does is that kind of irrelevant, irreverent like comedy stuff. Yeah, that can be poignant, and he's very very good at that. And I think the Thor franchise desperately needed that. So it. Um, yeah, well, they probably were sitting there and they said we need to do something because the Dark World was fucking terrible. And we're, we need this character to be important and be liked because they're one of the core Avengers. So we got to take a risk. What if he's going to be one of the people that actually hangs around from the original Avengers? Right. You do need people. You need somebody like that for the well, audience they, to kind of cling to. Exactly. And, you know, with Captain America, the, the original Captain America, Chris Evans out of the picture for whatever, you know, people can always be brought back, right? But well, it's like wrestling. For no the, one really for retires. The time being, yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. out of the picture for the time being, someone's got to step up and, like, be the big star. Yeah. And, you know, and they killed off uh, the Black Widow character, Scarlett Johansson, that version. So who is there really? I mean, the Hulk's like around, but the version of the Hulk in these Marvel movies is kind of weird. Well, and they because so, they don't want to pull the trigger on a solo Hulk movie. Like I thought, like they integrated that uh, Planet Hulk storyline into Ragnarok, which was cool. But you could have made a whole movie around that. 
I just think the other two uh, uh, Incredible Hulk movies didn't do very well, so they're right. scared to give him his own movie. They, they might be a little scared, and I also think, you know, we, we've talked before about the Captain Marvel problem, which is what do you do with a character that smashes the shit out of, out of everybody? You have to bring, like, you have, like, a couple solutions, right? You either send them off for most of the battle go run and down then they show way, up at right? the end and yep. save the day a la Goku mm-hmm. or you bring in an enemy that's obscenely powerful where they alone can't defeat them and they need help from their minions but then everyone else looks really unimportant everybody in comparison. looks like geeks right exactly um, which is kind of like it was kind of funny like one time when they were doing one of those crossovers of all the DC shows on the CW mm-hmm. and they were training for some big, you know, uh, world destruction event. Right. And they had Supergirl fighting everybody else because that makes sense. Right. She's fucking, Supergirl. it's fucking Supergirl. Right. And other than kryptonite, she has no way to be, be losing to anybody. Right. So, but you can't you can't always do that, and you don't always want to make everybody else just looks like huge geeks or something, you know. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, you could depower them in some way, you know. Right. There's ways you could do it, but yeah, and, and it, I, it gets. And boring. I think that's kind of what they did with the Hulk, right? Is they sort of depowered him. They've made it so he can be beaten. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just keep getting angrier and angrier and stronger and stronger. Right. And now they did like this whole like in between between Bruce Banner and the Hulk where he's in like the dad Hulk phase where he keeps his intelligence but he's not as strong right um so you know which I don't particularly I'm not like a big fan of that but Eh. it is what it is right so you kind of have the Hulk out here and so in terms of like your big stars you know like they they're obviously propping up um uh who's the the mage um Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yes. Mm-hmm. They're propping up Doctor Strange. Which that movie comes out. That in comes a out weeks, very soon. Right? Yeah. yeah. And obviously they've put in work like with the WandaVision TV show to prop up Scarlet Witch and get her to another level. Well, it's my understanding that that's all going to kind of coalesce in that Doctor Strange movie, right? Is that the whole point? Right. We'll see I what think. they end up doing in that, but she's got a major part in that movie. Um and again, like that's another character that they've never really done her true power right because no because like she's in the, stupidly powerful yeah in the canon like because the scarlet witch has access to magic she can break all the rules and do whatever she wants right in the i think it was the house of m storyline this is right she she ago. says no more mutants and right? like there's maybe like a hundred mutants left or something yeah like she erases that. like all mutant powers from yeah. existence stupidly so, I mean, powerful then they're probably never gonna make her that strong in the movies right because it is what it is but so they're trying to prop her up but you know definitely you would think chris hemsworth is thor he's one of the big stars mm-hmm. um and they've had a lot and you know you saw him in the teaser trailer you have the guardians of the galaxy um and they're kind of as a group big stars too because the guardians movies have done very well well that's another franchise where you just kind of like okay here's the guy here's james gunn no one cares about these characters so have fun have fun and And it it turned out way better than they could have ever dreamed because you just gotta leave people alone yeah if if you're hiring somebody with a vision 
or who, well, who you has leave a strong, you leave some people some alone. people alone. You leave James Gunn alone. You leave Taika would Taika Watiti alone. I believe that's how you say his name. Yeah. I'm sorry if I butchered it. I'm an idiot, You're as right. I've already previously established. You're all right. You're all right. Correct. Um, wow. If you have the Wachowskis, you should oversee them. Well, that's a whole different that's an so, entire conversation so some people they need, need some oversight they and need, need an some editor. You, you bring you bring you bring the wachowskis in for the pitch meeting and they outline the, the, the grand idea and then you're like hey why don't you guys like go on like a long vacation for like a year. I don't even think that. I think it's <laughs> it's because film is collaborative, right? Yeah. I do think though. I never watched Sense Eight. I heard it was actually quite good. I um, watched. I I don't know if I saw. I didn't see everything, but I watched a substantial portion of it, and it was okay. It's, okay. it's definitely wacky. I've never watched any of it. But if that's that's the brand, that's what you're they bringing do, them in for wacky. That's fine. But it it because I still did we watch all of. Jupiter Ascending? I did. Okay. I don't remember if I, like, watched the whole thing with you. I watched parts of it. And the problem with that, though, was you crammed, and it was, there was ridiculous shit in there. But I don't mind ridiculous shit. Yeah. I think that's fun. The problem was you crammed a trilogy into one two-hour movie. That was the problem with that. Because I don't think they were told, they were like, you're getting one, and we'll see how it does, and then maybe I, we'll talk franchise. I would be really interested with Jupiter Ascending to know exactly what went on there because yes it it like in a way it felt like a trilogy was crammed into one movie but at the same time it was very clearly setting up for sequels so it was like huh and i thought there was a fairly interesting idea out there i mean it wasn't the most original sci-fi idea but i thought it was i thought it was decent and um but they they are really good ideas, people. I do not think they are terribly good directors. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I was I was just very disappointed in that last Matrix movie. It was it was fine, but it does definitely doesn't live up to anything you would like it to. It feels like a movie wise. that was like they said, and we've talked about this. I think where it was in the movie, they're like, "Well, we're doing this with or without you," and it certainly felt that it. Uh, uh, was it Lana? Well, there was definitely the a lot of commentary in there about that. It didn't do anything for me. I knew it. Some people like enjoyed it. I didn't like it. It didn't do anything for me. And that's fine. So back to something I think uh, we're going to enjoy, the new Thor movie. I mean, look, you got a lot of good things going on, right? You got Taika Waititi directing it and writing it. Chris Hemsworth. Um, what's her name who plays the Valkyrie? Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, thank you. Also on Westworld. Um, I don't know, God knows if that show's ever coming back. We like we spend heard, a, we spend a lot of time shitting on that on this. We've heard nothing of We life. need that to come back because that was good content for this podcast. <laughs> um, they just like, I mean, I, I couldn't even tell. I remember Aaron, uh, uh, Aaron Paul was there. That's like all yeah, I remember that, of that, that last season. Great. Um, yeah, and so, you know, you have them, you have Russell Crowe is going to be in this, Christian Bale's going to be in this. I didn't know that, and I'm very excited for that. And obviously, as they showed at the end of the trailer, you have Natalie Portman taking up this mighty Thor character. I like to think that they did just send Taika to her, and they're like, okay, listen, I'll take care of you. You're going to be, you're gonna be awesome. going to be good. But you got to start the PEDs right now. 
You got to get on the arm regimen. Did you see that teaser, Bob? I did see the teaser. Did you yeah. see her arm at she the end? Stacked. She hit. I told. I told Erica. I'm just happy because look. I'm sure all these people work out like crazy. Obviously, you don't just take the drugs and sit back, okay? But No, we've talked about that, too. Look, you or I could take steroids and just sit here, and it wouldn't fucking do anything. Right. You just get really mad and have lots of sits <laughs> on your back. But, you know, you're Chris Evans of the world. You're Henry Cavill's. I'm not saying anything's for certain, but I'm going to go ahead and assume there's some outside help. And as all we right? have said... Multiple being times injected, on this show. being injected into the body. It is your body. You yeah, do if, whatever if that's the fuck hey, you want to do. It. Have fun. We don't need to insult one of our like five listeners. So is I'm, it even insulting? I'm though? not insulting him. The guy looks great. Quick, uh, Hankinator aside. Apparently, he also runs some races. Don't so know. Christy and I are plotting to use you in some way Wait. to further our goals. What does he run? I don't know. I just saw something on Instagram. Okay. How Hold could on. he run any sort of distance carrying around all that muscle? I don't know if it's distance. I don't know if I've seen him like he had a number on and it was like, oh, look, oh, look how you've distracted him. <laughs> he, Let's go to the tape. Gonna, he's not going to hear a word we say now. That's fine. He doesn't anyway. He's usually fucking on his phone. We got to take the phone away. We do. I, I just want to know, like, what race could I sign up for that he's also... Uh, takes, <laughs> this headline's great. Henry Cavill just finished the 13K race in a definitely average time. <laughs> wow, that's it's, it's pretty, like, wow. That's a lot of shade. That is a lot of shade. I want to know what his time was so I could try and beat it. <laughs> What's 13K? Oh, God. 13K that's would like be about eight miles. Was it a 10K, 8 miles? 10K, 6 miles. Oh, All right. Yeah. So I have a plan. Anyway, I have on. a plan, Erica, to improve the quality of this podcast in Lay the down. future. We're going to stay away from my fucking phone. We're going to give you, Bob, two weeks to mentally prepare yourself <laughs> so you can have fun this episode. But from now on, on this podcast, unless you're specifically asked to look something up, no more phone. <laughs> the phone's banned. Hey, listen. Here's the thing. I you have can't actually even formulate been, a thought because you've I been playing been on your phone. Very responsive on this podcast, even when I have been on my phone. Mm, that's us. Uh, that's that's debatable. What? <laughs> Look, he ran in a lion costume. Yeah, I've definitely seen that photo before. You you would not understand the wealth of photos that Christie has just on hand. Of Mr. Cavill. It's impressive. And if not Erica, a little terrifying. And not Erica. Now Erica does as well. <laughs> I also have ready access to them. Should I need it. So yeah. You need to go so, and make running buddies with Henry Cavill. And look. What I'm getting to here. Is you have a lot of women who've taken up some big superhero roles. And they have not put in the steroid cycle work. <laughs> that they should have. Okay. Like Gal Gadot. Beautiful woman. She could have put some muscle on for that Wonder Woman role, okay? And Actually, you know what I did watch the other day is that scene, the only good scene from uh, it's Justice League, right? Where uh, Superman comes back 
and he's like not himself and he just fucks right. up the entire Justice League. Yeah, that's great. There's that moment where he's like, I, I don't remember who he's holding, but you see the flash coming for him. And he turns and, just, and he, he just turns looks, his he gets that, you get that good look. Looks at him. Oh, it's yeah, great. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, because again, he's effing Superman. He's at a level beyond everyone else combined. Yes. Uh, so, but I'm happy someone finally got on the steroid cycle because Natalie Portman looked fucking jacked. Well, Natalie Portman's kind of a maniac. We talked yeah. about Black Swan the other day and how she was like, oh, no, no, yeah, we're, I'm just going to learn ballet. We're just doing this. Yeah, and, and, and look, I'm it. obviously I'm being somewhat in jest. She could have just worked out an insane amount, but... Uh, you know, sometimes you gotta get there in a certain amount of time to hit a shooting. Right? We don't, we don't know right, nothing. Allegedly, it, to hit a shooting schedule. Isn't it so shitty though? Like it's so hard to know, like what is actually feasible to achieve without steroids because you can't trust a fucking thing anyone says. If somebody's jacked the odds that they're on steroids is so goddamn high. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Well, yeah, and the thing is for, you know, I, I mentioned this to you guys before. There was that YouTube channel where the guy does, like, these videos, Natty or not, and he's a bodybuilder, and he'll straight up tell you he's not natural. And his go-to, if you want to know for sure, is if someone is, say, a power lifter of some sort, or even a bodybuilder, when they do competitions, are they tested competitions or are they not because if someone's not doing any tested competitions, you probably Odds can guess right. what's going on. Right. And some people are just freaks. Like there was this one female Instagram model. She had pictures of herself where she had a six pack at like five years old. <laughs> so some people are just, you know, like we know from him te- failing tests in the UFC, Brock Lesnar does steroids. Mm-hmm. But or did. I don't know if he does now, but he definitely was when he was doing UFC, for example. But he's also a physical freak. Like he was a freak when he was like in freaking high school. Yeah. So you have some people that are just outliers. Well, and I, as I have always said, it is your body. It right, is whatever not, you want to pump into it, that is none of my goddamn yeah, if you're, Yeah, it's different when you're competing in sports against other people. Sure. But if you're just a fitness influencer or something or you're doing freaking marvel movies you can do whatever you want i don't really care but if you're gonna talk about your fitness regimen you should probably be honest well about if you're what talking you're or you're trying to sell somebody something like oh this is what i used yes because that's very disingenuous yes. then so speaking of the hankinator did you get a chance to finish uh which I, I have two? two episodes left in okay. season two doesn't it feel so like- guess what we're spending the next podcast talking about I just like to point out we're an hour and nine minutes into this podcast and we haven't hit like five of the things we have planned. <laughs> we said oh, it was going to be a late. I one might then. need to go get more beer. I'm two and a half in. Have you drank that much? That's how entertaining we are for him, Alex. I'm still trying to cope with Halo. Imagine how much he's going to have to drink. When he can't play with the phone anymore. Know, right? He's going to have an alcohol problem. Well, you can't be drinking that much. you got to get up with the baby tomorrow. I know. Okay. Hey, I said I'd take it. Okay, I'm just, I'm I'm just making sure. I'm good to go. Just making sure. Good to go. 
starting to do hand signals. The alcohol's it, taking No, we're, get, we're getting there. I had that same thought. <laughs> no, we will save the Witcher discussion for when you're finished. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know what I... Yeah, I'm six episodes in. I don't know if I'd really have to say much right now. Um, it definitely seems like they're kind of trying to do... Like, every show wants to do the Game of Thrones thing now, right? Where you have all these different factions... Um, I, I have a lot to say re-season two of The Witcher. Okay, so I don't yeah. want to derail us here. Let's get no, you finished. No, I understand. Um, but... I did... I, we talked about this the other day. I did think it was hilarious just how bad Triss wanted some um, Geralt dick. Triss is thirsty, man. Uh, like, real thirsty. The funny thing... I don't, know, I don't know that I remember the last time I watched a TV show... Or a movie where a woman threw herself at a man so hard <laughs> and was shut down so decisively. Because he only has eyes for Yen and he's still grieving. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Yennefer. No, Trish is also bonkers gorgeous, too. Oh, so yeah. It's like, no, I mean, we're. And in the we're, books? We're in the com- books? Geralt's yeah. fucking, man. Geralt oh. fucks everybody oh, in Geralt, the books. Geralt was fucking in the first season. Oh, my God. It's hysterical. Like, um, in the books, they're like, oh, he's like a monster. He doesn't look He's got whatever. And he fucks everybody. Everybody. Literally everybody. It's hysterical. Yeah, this is the old, this is the old gag of, uh, you know, Geralt's got like a real big, big problem. It's like, oh, which 10 would I like to fuck? <laughs> Because they both really want to fuck me. But I'm a one man, you know, I'm a one woman man. Well, here's the thing, though. This is the, the you got to angle that threesome. He could probably make it happen. You could make that shit happen. Triss could be talked into it for sure. You'd Yennefer, have a problem with Yen. Y- y- Yennefer, you might have to do some work. Yeah. But I feel like you could get there. I, I think you could. With enough work, yeah. you could get there. Yeah. But we'll save well, the Witcher tell, discussion. Yeah, what you do is you tell Yennefer, like, hey, it turns out if we have this threesome, I've heard you'll get your magic back. And all of a sudden, the clothes will just be We're falling. We're good to go. Off. Let's do this. I mean, Yennefer likes to show the goods off anyway. She lost that uterus, and she's getting her fucking due, okay? <laughs> um... Yeah, the Witcher. Yeah, I still got two more episodes to go, so the the so, people yeah, we'll, will have to wait. We'll we'll save that chat for the next. Because I'm sure but... you could go hard. Oh, I, yeah, oh, you have no idea, sir. <laughs> I've got a lot to say, Alex. Now, we all know I'm a maniac, and my world pretty much revolves around running, which makes no sense. But drink. drink, drink you, should if, have, you should have some more beer. If <laughs> Erica's got a binary star system where one star is the Witcher and the other star is the gay pirate show. Um, And they kind of... Which we don't mean in a derogatory way. We're not using that derogatorily. I just wanted to make sure. We, like, that's just... No, that's just the name of the show. That is what the show is called. Yes. I will be the first person to admit that I hyperfixate on things. Before the Witcher, which came out of fucking nowhere last fall... It was Good Omens, and before Good Omens, it was Pacific Rim. It just—it's a thing that happens. Notice all of these things have ships in them. Why you gotta shit? Why you gotta fuck with my steez, man? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's what I will say, because like with and it's, yeah, Tangent City. Here we come. We still haven't talked about those two fucking Halo episodes. We're gonna be here till like fucking one in the morning. With that sort of thing, and you've seen it with with our flag means death. I haven't found myself really doing that. Because it's a satisfying narrative. 
Mm-hmm. You're getting what you need from the show. A lot of fic comes from, and chips and that shit, comes from, I'm not satisfied. Let me seek out a way to be satisfied, because I enjoy these characters, I enjoy this world. I don't think... So I have I have a question on this. Sure. Well, I'm gonna first thing I'm gonna ask is Alex, do you care who fucks who in a show? I wouldn't um, even say that I care not particularly. Okay. So the follow up question is sure. Lay it on me. Some people do. It's like a problem for some people. So, I just think it's fun. So everyone I know, yes, who is. Who who is into fan fiction and shipping happens to fall into the female uh, gender. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I don't know. Like, because I think you know, like two or three people that will admit. I mean, but to that, but because it's more, it's it's you're right there, champ. Yeah, I dropped your dice. I, but right. honestly, I've never. I cannot think of a single person I've ever come across who's a dude. There who's are into fan. I, I'm well, sure there I'll, are. I'll there tell you. Are. I'll tell you. I already know the reason. All right, you could tell me if I'm wrong, Erica. Sure. I think for men, if there's a, if there's a relationship dynamic on a show, like I'll just take an easy example. If you're watching Friends. And obviously, you know, Ross wants to bang uh, Rachel from, like, day one on that show. Can we, like, I don't mean to sidetrack you. Ross is the worst, right? I mean... I hate Ross. They're all the worst. That's the show. But Ross sucks so much. Like, when I was re-watching it, like, when it came on Netflix a thousand years ago... Rachel was always like, I, I don't give a fuck about Rachel. But I was like, oh, no, I fucking feel Rachel. I understand. Like, okay, good for her. She's trying to get out there, live her own life, get a job. And Ross is up here. Like, I would just like to fuck you. And let me, like, ruin, like, your new life path. Fuck Ross. He sucks. Continue. So I think in that example, if you're a man watching that show, most men are probably just going, holy shit. Rachel's so hot. I want to fuck her. I don't want to see Ross fuck her. No, no, no. I want to fuck her. And on the opposite end, if for some people, if for some reason people really wanted to see, like women really wanted to see Rachel fuck Ross, I think they're like, come on, Rachel. He's in this in my bad example. He's a great guy. He's a wonderful person. I really want to see you get him. I want to be happy to see this other woman get love so I can live through her mm-hmm. vicariously. Sure. Right? So I think it's a different dynamic between men and women and what they want out of these shows. I will say like there women are, are an object to be desired for men. For some dudes, for sure. There are plenty of dude writers out there. Sure. A lot of folks, though, are from the uh, the queer community because they don't see themselves represented on shows. And this is why it's so popular, why the gay pirate show is so popular. Because it's like, oh, look, we're on the screen. We're being represented and not in a sad, tragic, oh, I'm coming out and my parents hate me or... Ooh, I finally found love and then I murdered immediately. It's not in a tragic way. It's in a, a celebratory kind of fun way. 
in the way that straight couples always get because that's just what you see on the screen all the time. So a lot of it is we don't see ourselves represented, so fuck you guys. We'll take this, we'll take that, we'll take the things we like from the world, and then we're going to go and we're going to do our own thing. Now, are there sad, horny housewives who have nothing better to do with their time than write smut and read smut? Absolutely, and God bless them. But it's not all just about that. Step down from my soapbox. What the fuck else were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. Because you asked the follow-up question. I did ask so the follow-up. that's your damn fault. It, it is my fault. I derailed us. Oh, well. We're talking about my hyperfixations. I think that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you we should watch talk Our about... Flag Means Death if you haven't watched it. It's delightful. Do we want to talk about episodes four and five of Halo, the TV series? Sure. They suck. Let's move on. I thought the action sequence at the end of episode five, five was an improvement. Was fun, and it was yeah. also shorter, so it was tighter. Yes. There. Okay, so let's start with four. Essentially, what happens on four? Master Chief goes to his childhood home and has more memories, and finds out Halsey's more evil, and you know, I mean, you know, they're killing dogs and babies. They're just piling else. on the evil with. With, is it the UNSC? Yeah. It's his, when they when the Spartans are ta- standing around and they're telling the, the one scientist lady about how, oh, we were given pets. I was like, stop it. Because you knew exactly where it, it was going with that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, we let's not drag in pets to this, please. Oh, John and then we made, this shit. We made them murder their pets. I was like, okay, like you guys got to stop. Well, what was it? They were competing in games or something and... The loser or the, whoever performed the worst had to kill their pet. And then the one guy's like, yeah, I won everything. And at the end, I had to kill my pet anyway. <laughs> she was just like, like, stop it. Okay. All right. For the love of co- they're evil. I got it. You've, you've nailed that into like my cerebral well, cortex. And that, that is one of the things about the show. Clearly, they're setting up um, Miranda Keys, uh, Halsey and Jacob Keys' daughter. They're trying to set her up to be a better person, right? Like, maybe she's not good, but she certainly seems to be more good than some of the other people. She's less exposed to the level of evil. It seems like she's also made a connection with that one other right, Spartan. Right, though clearly she wants to climb on that tree. Thank you. Because they were, they were making eyes. Oh, and I was well, like, oh, are we doing episodes this? This is the thing we're doing. And five... They were they were making eyes, Erica. She wants to get on that tree. I'm glad you brought it up, Alex. No, because you're sitting there, and I'm like, are we are are you going there, Halo? I appreciate I was, that you are, but okay. I was too distracted from mediocrity to notice. Well, and I think I'm not know, saying that this was like I'm like more invested in the show. I still think it's very boring. I'm just because episode four did nothing for me. Oh, no, four was born. I'm just like, I don't need to see Master Chief fucking around his childhood home. When can I see that he's supposed to be a badass? Can I, w- I see him be a badass, please? Okay, I was thinking about this, and I think one of the problems with the show is you don't see any of the before with Master Chief. So now they're doing all this after as he's making he's having this character development, but we didn't see him before. So there's no point 
to start with where now you care that he's changing. I completely agree. They haven't given, and I think that's the problem across the board, especially with this this rebellion thing that they have going on on the other planet. I do not oh, care. Oh, I don't care about that at all. Everything, everything with Master Chief's um, black friend, whose name I can't remember, and I know the and, actors, and I keep forgetting yeah, to I look know it his up. Face. But I know it's the like actor. I know who you are, and I can't remember your name, and it's driving me and, crazy. And uh, Asian lady, I do not care about them. And I'm assuming. See, I think what's going to happen is instead of Reach getting glassed, Madrigal. I think the Covenant's going to gra- glass this Madrigal. I mean, we're supposed to give a shit about it, right? So uh, I guess I have no idea. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, 4 wasn't much. I mean, it's like, oh, Halsey's evil. Well, yeah, I mean. And this is one of the things I don't like about the show is in the video games, Halsey is not, like, a good person. But she does love the Spartans. And there's, like, definitely a mother-children dynamic there. Um Whereas in this one, she, and as you hear her talk about, she just views them as tools. Yeah. And it's like, it's just doesn't, like, unless they're going to bring the character around, and I hate this whole thing where Cortana can just take over the chief's body. Yeah. It's so stupid. They're I moving like towards that. it, what I they're mean, going to that, do. I, I know. We talked about it before. In theory, see, everyone's so evil, Erica, <laughs> that I can't say that it's definitely going to happen. In theory... Cortana is eventually going to turn on Halsey and side with the chief. That's kind of in what I think. Theory. I, I, and who knows if they actually do it? I think that's what they're building toward. But in every th- everything so far on this he show. He still seems to hate her, though. Oh, yeah. Especially every- that fifth episode. Well, sure. She just took over his body and shut him down. And she keeps she keeps oh, talking. Before that, right, right. She won't stop talking. I, I mean, I did think the one line was funny where he's like. I can't even see my. I can't even hear myself think because you won't stop talking. And she's like, "I can hear what you're thinking, and you're not missing much." But that's that witty rapport, right? That's <laughs> yeah. what I want. Yeah. Um. So hopefully we well, get. Well, and, more and in of episode that. five, we got more of what we wanted, which is Master Chief whooping ass. Finally. Which is what we. I understand. Like, it is what it is with TV budgets. We're not getting that every episode, but this show would be so much better. This show, you know what it should be? It should be Commando. Yes. It should just be Master Chief goes around wrecking shit while Cortana makes jokes. Alex, you have now just made me very much wish that Arnold was a general or admiral in the show. and now Why, I'm so saying, he could be evil too? Yeah, why not? Arnold would pull it off. I'm sure he could, but I want Arnold to be good. I just need I, I need less of the introspective garbage that I don't need in my video game show, and I need more of Master Chief wrecking shit. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm that's asking all I for. I had a lot of fun with the action sequence. I thought it was it pretty was well good. done. And, and I think yeah, I think the action stuff has been good. I need like less of the humans being just pure evil. Like well, uh, and then I mean, if they do end up building up to either. If they don't glass magical, I think they're going to go for reach. Why am I going to care? They're all fucking like the worst people. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Go ahead. They're monsters. Side note. Side note. I Every time they say Planet Madrigal, 
I'm like because we've watched Encanto at least a thousand times. times. So yeah, it, my brain immediately like has Stephanie Beatrix start singing the fucking song. Yeah, yeah. I also thought so in this action sequence, there was a point where I believe it's Kai is in danger, and Who? Ch- uh, the the tall white girl, the chick with Spartan. the with the grease in her hair. Oh, who okay. took the the thing gotcha. out? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Is I was it, a little annoyed that they were like, oh, suddenly she can't fight. I was like, fuck you. Yeah, I don't that know. That annoyed me. But anyway, go ahead. Um, so, but I did think when that was all happening, I was like, there is no chance this Kai character is dying right now. And you know why? Because clearly they don't want to CG these women. And so I think the two Spartan women, they're good. They got some plot armor because you're going to have a tough time finding like six foot five chicks who can act at a decent level. Well, and Gwendolyn Christie is busy. She's doing other shit. (laughs) Well, and they don't want to pay her anyway. (laughs) So you're going to you're going to have to find giant women that no one's ever seen. And they're they're not there's they're not growing these women on trees. All right. (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? Bob is, is taking a photo or something of the beer he has drinking and trying to get the podcasting equipment in as well. He's got to post it to an Instagram. We're taking, not an Instagram. We're, we're not taking, an Instagram. We're, oh, he's putting it on Slack. That's yes, I am doing. putting it on Slack. We're taking the phone away. The phone, like, next episode. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm participating. Not, not no, Erica, next episode, the phone's gone. No we're, it's a ground rule. I'm listening and participating. Room. Yeah, the phone, and just to circumvent any potential issues, the watch, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I turned off my notifications on my watch. So all my watch is good for anymore is telling time and tracking my runs. So he could stare at his phone instead of his watch. But once we take the phone away, the notifications will be back on. Mysteriously. Yeah. But, um, um, but you know, five, you could make an argument five's the best episode so far. Oh, yeah. Easily, yes. Um, And I would say the second best episode was probably one. Again, because it had combat. Well, and the whole thing is, it's 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 based on an action video game. So I'm coming in expecting, and I'm not expecting something to be wall to wall action. Obviously, you have to like there needs to be plot between it. But I, I don't need this magical shit. I don't care about that girl. I enjoy Burn Gorman as an actor. I don't know what he's doing here except getting paid. He's trying, which is great, but. What's the point of you? There's no yeah. point to this at all. Why is and this here? As previously discussed, uh, the showrunner or whoever's deciding on camera angles clearly has an ass fetish. Because there's man. there's ass all over this Lots show. Lots of ass. Here's the thing with this show. I Male think, and female ass. Equal opportunity Equal opportunity ass. asses, so, yes. So, you know, in Halo, the video games... Your primary antagonists are the Covenant and the Flood. Um, now we haven't even we haven't gotten to a Halo yet, so we don't even I still kn- think know that the Flood exists. exists. Right, right. Um, I don't care about human shit in a Halo show. I don't care. Well, you can have it, but I don't like this dynamic where everyone sucks. Because then what is Master Chief fighting for exactly? Because right right now you have Master Chief, essentially, I guess what he would say he's fighting for is the truth. 
Because he's been lied to so much. Sure. So there, there's a common trope when military is depicted in media that you have, you know, you have to do bad things to win, and that that that, that happens so often in media. But like you're. You need to present it in a way of like, you need to make it clear that they care. Like if you look at like in, in the, in the actual military or, you know, it's like all the people, all the people in command, they do care about their people. Yes. They know they have to send them into lose situations sometimes for the bigger mission, but they care. Like that's a shitty decision to make. And the way they portray Halsey on this show is like, eh, whatever. Well, there's there's so many things. Um, I just, you know, going into the everyone must be evil thing, you know, you have Master Chief having that conversation with Keys where he says, you know, he's telling him, oh, Halsey did this and that and the other. And then when he's telling him this, I'm like, you know, the moment this conversation ends, they're going to cut to another scene where Keys rats him out. Yep. And boom, like next scene, <laughs> Keys yep. rats him out. Yep, yep, yep. To Halsey and the other woman, ultra evil US, UNSC I do at woman. least that they had Chief know that immediately. He saw them talking and he clocked yeah. it and he was like, okay, fuck those two. I can't trust either of them. Um, I, I, yeah, I... I hate when they draw shit like that out. I... When it's so obvious. Desperately need the show to get to a point where we at least have chief and his merry band doing their thing without the evil UNSC fucks lodged up their ass 24 seven. And I think because they love to have like the UNSC high up leader, whoever she is, the Arabic woman, I can't remember her name. I think she's Arabic. I don't know. I can't remember the actor's name, actress's name, or the oh, yeah, yeah. character or whatever because I don't care. Super evil lady. Comically evil woman. Yes. And then you have Keys, and then you have Halsey, and they're fucking evil. And you have the Halsey's assistant, who's creepy evil, and it just everyone's evil. And Cortana's currently evil, essentially. And I just I need them to get to a point where something happens. And Cortana says, fuck this. And she stops taking over. And it's just like, we're off to the races. We're doing our thing. We're going out to beat ass. And you can have the other Spartans along. You know, him and his band of buddies doing their shit. Well, and if they're all, like, picking their pills out, like, maybe we're moving towards that. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. But I I just need them to get away from, like, Everyone around Master Chief's orbit is actively trying to fuck him over. Yeah. I yeah. need that to end because it makes the show very unenjoyable. Yes, I would completely agree with you. So, I don't know. And like I said, I'm giving it the season. And unless something like, you know, crazy happens and we suddenly get good in this back half. I, well, and there's I, only like, what, two or three episodes left? I'm going to have to pay for another month of Paramount Plus because of you. Yeah, you're welcome. Look well, how much and then the fucking challenge is going to start up again. So, I God mean, let's not act like... That's true. That's a good segue. All right. Well, since you brought it up, there's what? The challenge, All-Stars 3, and the cast was real good. The cast is good for that. Uh, there were... I, I mean, if... 
Jordan's back. Jordan's back. Crazy ass Naya's back. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh wow, okay. It was a lot of the people who have been on these All Star seasons, but there were some notables. Um, I don't. Wes. Hello, I don't remember. Um, I am happy. Oh, Wes, Wes yeah. Be there, yeah. I was hoping Johnny would be there, but maybe a future season, if they roll out the bag of cash. They drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. I'm not made of stone. Um, but yeah, I mean, these all-star seasons have really just been way better than the regular challenge stuff because you, you have like, obviously they're on TV, they're putting on a show to a degree, but it feels way less forced. Whereas so many of these people on these newer seasons, they're clearly trying to play characters they've seen on TV. Because I think it's, it's folks who were like, they were growing up. Watching at the reality, time, watching right. this stuff, and when so now these, they've been influenced by it. Some of these older folks... They were the first ones. They were the first ones, so there wasn't anything that was just, no, this is just, you know. And there is some level of performance to it, right? But of course. But not the way that you see from some of these later season folks. And it's just nice to be like, okay, these are all folks from the road rules and the real world. Not all of this other shit. Which, I, I mean, I whatever. I think real but, world's coming back. You've mentioned that a couple times, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'd have to look into that. I mean, I'm not like, oh my god, I'm not dying to watch. The oh real no, world, no, no, I, I, yeah, it was a moderately diverting thing. I would watch every now and again. It was never like a lot of those old seasons were good, but again, that was like early times. It wasn't. It was different. Mm-hmm. Now I think you have a lot of people who they think they're going to go on so and so show and they're going to turn it into a social media following and they're going to sell ads and then they're going to be Kim Kardashian. That's what they think is going to happen. Incorrect. Right. Well, and, you need and your and mom some of them to parlay be... your sex tape into, you know, superstar. Okay, did you see this stupid clip from one of these Kardashian shows? No. Where I saw this clip, it's like Kim Kardashian's kid is playing Roblox and there's like an ad in Roblox for Kim Kardashian's sex tape. I don't know anything about Roblox. I don't, you know, what the fuck? I don't well, you say I don't know what the fuck. This that sounds is, like so. it was probably all made up for the reality show. Right. But Kim's all upset and she starts crying. And like, let's just say. For the sake of argument, this is a real thing that happened. I understand you don't want your kid to see you getting banged by some dude. But there's a 0% chance that your ch- your but kid is not going to see that tape Realistically, someday. right. Well, one, the kid's like 10 or something. I don't know how old he is. but If the kid rea- is 10, the kid has definitely seen the sex tape. One of his friends is going to like fucking tie him down and oh, put it on by accident or something, right? right? Oh, is that but- your mom? Right. <laughs> Who's, what's this? Let's watch this. But, um. Well, it's also the whole basis for the empire. But that's the thing. But two, here's the thing. She's crying. She's upset. It's like, dude, what are you upset about? You're like the most successful porn star of all time. Like, <laughs> I'd be fucking proud. Right. Well, and it's. What does it matter? What is that any more lowbrow than going to work and grinding for eight hours a day for one one millionth of the same amount of money. That's just the way I'd be sitting my kid down and be like, this is how we make our money. 
<laughs> Grandma <laughs> parlayed the sex tape, and this is what happened. If I was Kim Kardashian, I'd be proud, dude. I, br- I broke the system. I broke all the rules. I did it in a way you weren't supposed to do it. And I'm fucking rich, bitch. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of with a sex tape, even if you didn't make, you know, a hajillion dollars off of it. But sure. it's just like, whatever, man. People fuck. It's a thing that happens. Yeah. You don't like it, don't fucking pay attention. Mommy, mommy made it into a living. I right? made well, that's one. the thing. If the kid, I made one, and I'm rich. If the kids, like one of the friends' kids, like shows it, he's like, "Yeah, that's right." Yeah, yeah we have billions of dollars. What you do know, you fucking? You know, have? my mom Nothing. told me about that tape, and you know what? I'm gonna go home laughing in my Ferrari. Exactly. See ya. Right. I'm ten, <laughs> and I have a Ferrari. Fuck you. Yeah, it just wouldn't. It's just not, I under. It's like it's a reality show. They're playing it up. For oh no, it's whatever. all nothing like, you see is is actually it. real. It's but, but whatever. I'd be like, I'd be swimming in. I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, I did that. And hold on, I'm gonna go swim in my vault of gold coins. Well, if you have a problem with it, you don't have to use any of the money my that friend, we have. My friend, um, Scrooge McDuck is meeting me there. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, I did. Speaking of Scrooge McDuck, um, I Duck did tails. enjoy Woo. that in Florida they passed that bill to take away like Disney's special tax status. You know what, dude? Keep keep poking the mouse and see what fucking happens. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't know that that's gonna make it through the courts. Who fucking knows, right? Well, but- all Disney really has to do is be like, oh, they're infringing on our freedom of speech and we're being penalized by the government. Well. So here's what's going to happen. I'm pretty confident. Here's what's going to happen. So, um, do you, Alex, do you understand how Disney set Disney World is set up? Not, I mean, I they mentioned it in that thread a bit. Okay, I will give you the Cliff Notes version. So basically, back in 1966, Walt Disney came up with this really crazy idea and got the. The um, got Florida to let him uh, set up this special district. It's called the Reedy Creek uh, Improvement District, and basically, um, you know, it's a municip. It's like its own municipality. It has like a fire department, police yep. station. They sewage. I remember the sewage because I ran past it. They uh, uh, can pave their own roads. They fix their. They own do potholes. everything. They do everything. And now. Technically, it has to be the people who sit on the the council or board or whatever they call it have to live in the district. Well, turns out there's like 20 people who live in the district and they're all Disney employees. So de facto, Disney owns the municipality. So it's not it's it's of course more complicated than what they're kind of reporting on the news, but. By for all intents and purposes, Disney actually runs their municipality. So uh, it's 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 insane. It's actually completely ludicrous that Disney got this in the first place. Like it should never have happened. But you know, one corruption doesn't necessarily get untrumped by another corruption. So. Um, so, so that's the kind of the brief history of it. And so this has gone on for, you know, so well, since what, the 60s. Yeah, 50, 60 years now. Yeah. 
Now, Democrats have come to attack it numerous times, um, particularly in the last like 20 years, I think. Uh, but, uh, you know, never been successful for obvious reasons. Um, so, but, ooh, Disney comes out and says something against uh, our Lord and Savior, Governor DeSantis. Which is so funny to me, though. Because it's over this bill, right? That got passed. So it's like, what? What do any of you fucking care? It's all culture yeah. wars bullshit. It is. Because DeSantis thinks he's going to go run for president and win, but he doesn't have the charisma that Trump had. But yeah, I digress. Go ahead. So, so yeah, so it, so Disney. The whole thing is fucked. And if Bob... So the current CEO of Disney is Bob Chappick. And there's a whole lot of reasons behind why he's been terrible. Um, from a consumer standpoint, but also from um, a business standpoint. Um, and I actually... Interestingly, I watched a video. Uh, and I was talking to you about this on the party the other night about um, Disney Fast Pass. And it kind of revealed that Chappick was not supposed to be the CEO, but the guy that Bob Iger had hand selected to replace him just resigned from Disney out of the blue. And uh, he vanished or did he get another job somewhere or uh, it's unclear where there's some allegations made made too much money and didn't want to work anymore. Could be, could be. It's unclear. I didn't. Bob Iger has got to be sitting with his fucking like private island in the middle of wherever the fuck, just like shaking his head at all this though. Like really, oh, man. God, yeah. Because see, there's two types of people, right? There, there's the people who are driven and they work hard, and they always want more. Right. Right. And so, and those are the people who generally end up being your CEOs because their appetite for destruction is unmatched. Yes. And so they, they want all the money. They want to quelch all competition. But some people, they get high up and they make a shitload of money. And then they wake up one day and they go, I have $50 million. I don't want to go to work anymore. Right. I'm going to go spend <laughs> you know? some time with my family. Now, I think those are honestly the rarer of the two. I yes. would agree with you, yes. Um, but those people do exist. They, so that might, that might be it one of be. these situations. It could be that. It could be. I, I need to confer with your cousin for more. Um, I was just going to say, I, I cannot wait to talk to her about this. Um, but I, I haven't for personal reasons yet. Um, so, so you got Bob Chappick who's the, the CEO of Disney, and he's having a rough go. Certainly a rough start. Um, and Yeah, but it's all it's of his own making. Like, I'm not... Oh, like, l- fuck that guy, I'm you not know? De- I'm not defending him. No, I know you're not. I'm not just, defending yeah, him in, in the least. So, you know, they passed they pass this bill, and, and, or, and Disney really fumbled the handling of it just from, just from Get Out. And well, and you've had this kind of, not a reckoning within Disney, but it's, like, come to light that they've, like, shut down, like, same-sex stuff and, like, their movies and, you know, like, they've always been pretty supportive of, like, same-sex partnerships from yeah. what is my understanding within the business, but they're so worried about being the wholesome... It's the money. The finger thing means the, the money. The finger thing means the money. And we like, they want to they want to sell their movies everywhere and we in a lot sell of places. Our... You can't have certain stuff. Well, and even to the people here that are like, well, like that gay shit. And it's like, well, that's we, true. We too. want their money too. You know. Yeah. 
They uh, want to make all the money. Right. Yeah, and and listen. So they try to stay as not political as possible. Uh, yeah, but then you so you but you but you step you in fuck it. up so bad. You have to course correct and you know what for Disney is a pretty radical course correction. And it's just shocking that they fumbled it this badly. Yeah. And and then you piss off Trump 2.0 and it's like it, they're just in, in the shit. So so they so what what happened is they got this this law passed in like no time that is going that that dissolves the Reedy Creek Improvement District as well as other similarly structured entities throughout the state of Florida. Obviously, Disney's is the biggest by far. Um, but it doesn't go in effect until June of 2023. So what I think what I think is likely to happen is between now and June of they, next year. Of next year, they get to 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 bicker and fight with each other. The Republicans in Florida get to call it a victory against the woke culture, but in the end, they'll either repeal the law or they'll set up new structures. So that Disney gets to maintain it because the impact would just be horrendous. Well, the one thing I saw in that thread was like some people's taxes would go up like 25%. Yeah. And it's like if you're trying to attack DeSantis on anything, like fuck all the culture war shit. This guy wants to charge you more money. Yep. Because he's an idiot. Yep. So it's it's like it's this craziness. And this is typical in politics where you get this you get to like credit yourself with this win, but it doesn't take effect for a while. Trump did, or the Republicans did this um, with Trump's blessing, of course, uh, with taxes. Trump was there shaking a rattle. The temporary tax breaks that came back, but they were, they cost you way more on the back end. Right. So it's, because the Republicans are good at this shit and the Democrats are It's just so transparent. Well, and, and you got to again, you got to give it to the Republicans, man. This is the Democrats. They fucking hand ring and they bullshit and they say this is wrong. That's wrong. Yada, yada. And they never do jack shit. Nothing. I don't even care about so what's what's the, right and wrong now. I want some fucking wins. The, what? Repu- That's what I the want. Republicans, they said, we don't like what Disney said. So you know what? We're getting rid of their tax reduction. You know what? And how long did it take them? It was like two weeks. It was like so fast. I've yep. never heard of government doing anything so fast. Alex, look I at how fast know. these fucking bills have gone I, through. Uh, yeah, I didn't know you could like buy napkins for a federal building this quickly. Like, I, it's incredible. You got to give you, it to a man. You, I, I mean, it's true. They're, they, they're very effective when they, they want to be. And are we dehumanizing and hating on trans people and gay folks? Yes, get that bill through as quickly as possible. <laughs> but I don't hear you say shit. gay. I don't want to hear you say it. You know, it, so it's it's very it's very disheartening. At the end of the day, though, this it, it comes back to Citizens United. You know, and and here's the thing: I don't want. Any politics, one way or the other, out of businesses, I really don't. You know, if you're, if you're, if you, let's say you're a small business owner here in Illinois, 
and I walk up to your restaurant and I want to get a meal, I don't want to see a political flyer in your window. We talked about this in relation to uh, Elio's, how we never want to know what their, no, their I affiliation Literally, is so I can eat the pizza without having to be like, I don't what, I feel know. really guilty or we can never eat here again. I don't want to know. And you know what? As a small business owner, I would expect you to probably be conservative. But if you're going to push Trump, now it's like, well, fuck you. I'm not eating here. Like, just I don't want business and politics mixed. But because of Citizens United, it's they're inextricably mixed. Well, it's just it's oh, we saw a way that rich fucks could get richer. So, OK, here yeah. we go. So, you know, and, and and here's where you're seeing the downside of it from the business perspective. For the most part, they've 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 made billions of dollars and will continue to. But if if you if you put your hand in the political pot when you are always going to especially the way the nation is right at the moment, if you appease one group, you're going to piss off half the rest of the country. So the best thing to do is to not wade into those waters. And Disney has actually, interestingly, done a pretty good job of that for most of their tenure. But with this last, with this bill, they've really fucked it up. Well, because this Bob guy, Bob, is it Chappick? Chappick, yeah. Didn't want to, but uh, I didn't want to take like a hard stance either way. But it's like, dude... You're giving money to these people. It was going to, something was going to happen eventually. Well, that's the problem. They were giving money to them. Right. If you weren't giving money to them, you could have been neutral. Well, and the whole back. thing is they give money to everybody. everybody. It doesn't matter. You're, yeah. you're giving money to all the politicians on both sides of the aisle because you just, you need to grease that wheel. Right. But it's just like, and I mean, maybe that would have been, I, I don't like that both sides bullshit. It's like, take a side and you're a business, whatever. You're the business, right? One of the, what, four now that there are mega corporations, so it's but it's just funny to me that they keep they're poking the mouse, and it's like you guys, it's it's not gonna end. Well, I th- that's that is an interesting bit, is because you have Disney has been such an integral part of the economy of Florida, certainly of Central Florida, uh, for so long, and if Disney feels like they need to move oh you just need to say that and people will flip the fuck out oh yeah it was his fault you could destroy DeSantis very easily over this you you could I mean and you know Disney's gonna take a more measured approach oh of course it, they but of course the problem is I mean how the you can't like what are you gonna do build Disney World somewhere else yes. I mean that's yeah, but you're talking about, like, tens of billions of dollars to do that. I'm even saying if you even mention that shit, people will lose their minds. Here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, stadium owners do it all the time, Alex. All moving, you got to... Move in Disney. I'm sa- it is different, but I... Let's just- say you want to move Disney just outside of Atlanta. You're not really changing the climate that much. You're looking at a much more... Uh, attractive tax bracket atlanta is a bigger airport you can get there a lot easier if if disney started talking with people in atlanta tomorrow that would be a pretty seismic shift 
Not to say that they would ever actually do it, because no, I, I know you what could, you're saying. You could too. scare them, but that's and that's because because the the trick is the trick is making them uh, is is making sure they understand that we're here because things are favorable for us right now, and if you fuck us, we can fuck you just as we badly. can fuck you, and, and they will, and 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 you know Disney World, it, it's not as easy as a sports franchise. But it's not like you can't do it. And Disney, Disney is much more is uh, is so much huger to the Orlando area than a sports franchise. Oh if yeah. Disney left Orlando, that town would crumble. Well, think about how many people they employ. Eighty thousand people. Parks. Eighty thousand Floridians are employed by Disney. And then you have. All of the symbiotic stuff around Disney. Yep. You've got all those other parks. And sure, some of them would probably be fine, your Universal Studios or whatever, but the other smaller... But like, those but those parks are definitely propped up by people oh, who are in the of area they and so they go Disney. there. Right. right. So those people are employed on kind of a tangential way, but because of Disney. But, You've got all the hotels in the area that aren't on property that are employed because of Disney. It's this whole just like ecosystem down there. Disney leaves... And, and I think, and, and you know, if I'm Disney, I'm regardless of what happens, I'm making a play here to just to make a point. Because well, that's what I'm saying. Destroy yeah. DeSantis and be like, all right, you want to fuck with us again? This is what we did to this guy. Be, yeah, I, I also just hate him. So well, he's just a horrible with guy. his I, savage uh, freedom I or think, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I think to your point, though. If it was Bob Iger, they would probably be planning out his destruction as we speak. If it was Bob this Iger, they wouldn't have, have been wouldn't, in this It position. wouldn't have been here in the first place. But they'd be playing out his destruction right now. This current guy, we'll see what they do. Oh, no, I'm sure they're... they're There's retaliation being planned. I'm, yeah. I their mean, lawyers are definitely planning a scorched earth approach. Oh, those Disney lawyers. They love they're, that well, shit, too. They're, like, oh, they're finally like, we got something to do. We got to, yes. Because, you know, they're going to come into this looking at it from, okay, we want a, we want a best case scenario, a likely scenario, and a worst case scenario. And they're going to plan all three of those, and they're, they're going to put together, they're going to, you know, present it to the board, and they're going to, you know, they obviously want the best case, but, you know, you're, you're going to move forward that way. And if they if they genuinely lose Reedy Creek, um, that is going to take a lot of incentive away from them for where they are. Well, and because they do, uh, in that thread you sent us, Alex, it did say that they are able to just, you know, because it's all under their banner, right or wrong... It's easy to get shit done. So, yeah. oh, there's a big pothole we need to have fixed. That done. Day, go get it done. We want to build something. Done. Like, done. We can do it. We don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to go through any sort of bullshit red tape. You don't have to go ask for permission, even if it's, you know, going to be accepted no matter what, pretty much. You're adding delays to things, and delays cost and, money. And, you know, you can debate whether or not Disney actually should have that kind of control over their area, but you've created a stable economy there. You have taken burden off of 
it's 20 i think it's like 25 square mile or something i can't remember exactly how much how big it is it's a sizable area if you take that away from disney the surrounding counties need to cover that right and no they don't want to take on extra shit well and you know like you're talking about with the approval stuff like I don't know if you remember, but when before Apple built their current headquarters, which is like the giant circle spaceship looking thing, yep. wherever it is in California, you know, Steve Jobs had to go in front of some county board and say, this is what we want to do. Here's our plan, yada, yada. And yeah, were they probably always going to say yes? More than likely. Because the right, the right wheels got greased. Right. But this is something Disney currently doesn't have to do. Right. Yeah. They want to build in their giant area that they own. They just the fuck fucking they want. do it. Right. Yeah. And would they probably just do it anyway? Yeah. But if you even have to add like one week of bullshit here and oh, there. Oh, that's money. That's extra that's money. That's time and money right. that starts to stack up. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. You, with, with Disney, there are not people that live at Disney. Technically, there are because they have to. They're the people who run Reedy Creek, but you don't have just no. People but they, they live in the Disney. counties surrounding Disney. The people who work there, yeah, no one actually lives at Disney. So you're talking about essentially all private business land. Um, as long as they're not doing anything against code, or you know that's explicitly dangerous, and as far as you can tell, Disney isn't. As far as we know, if there's one thing you could say about Disney, it's that the place is, like, pretty immaculate. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, unless... If if you... Like, if the contemporary burned down and it was found that they cheaped out on, you know, their inspections, okay, there's a good reason right. to revoke it. Right. Then but, what else unsafe that you're harming, putting... Thousands of people at risk. Right. That they have given any kind of a shit about that, but it is Florida. But, you know, it's like, I don't agree that Disney got this special land permit back in the 60s necessarily, but the the damage that's going to be done by trying to undo it is it's huge. Just, it's stupid in a way that it, it's that, well, but just the way that the Republicans kind of, those types of Republicans just sort of do things. Trump would just do stuff, and it's like, well, okay, I guess we're just going to have to deal with the fallout of this. Well, and you'd like to think this would be something where people would actually go out and vote on it, because let's say it does go through, and it survives in the courts. 25% tax increase. If your property taxes go up 25%, at that point, you're probably seriously considering trying to find a new job and moving. You'd have Um, to. Because that's pretty bad. And that's going to happen to a shitload of people who are all employed by Disney for the most part. And you're going to, I mean, you're going to make these people feel like right or wrong. Why am I like paying for my company's taxes? (laughs) You know, and that's when we had a a system in place where I didn't have to worry about that. Right. You came in and fucked up the thing that was working. I mean, this this would be the type of thing that should really lose you elections. But in this world, you don't fucking nothing. Nothing ever. Nothing ever seems to go the way it should. Well, because because no one, no one really sits and and thinks about 
what is happening, right? And what 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 bill what was actually signed in the law or anything like that. My only hope is that it's the, the people down there, from what I can un- I understand, love Disney. You fucked with Disney, mm-hmm. so fuck that guy. People love Disney, but people also like this bill. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the problem. Is you gotta you gotta. Um, if you're gonna raise my property tax twenty five percent, well, that's the thing. I mean, because there's and he, honestly, and honestly, if they don't end up like if they're like okay, yeah, yeah, fuck Disney, screw this, yeah, they should be like doing that, and you're okay or don't realize that your taxes are gonna go up that much, you deserve to be fucked. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you're not paying attention and you're, oh, whatever, okay, then I, I'm glad you're going to have to pay that much more in taxes because you're yeah. a dumbass. Yeah. I'm very glad that we live where we live. That's all I'm saying. You guys got any more fun topics you'd like to discuss? Uh, I don't think that I do. Hold on. I texted a couple things to our group chat the other day. One second. do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Well, you texted me something about it was like a writer for Valve that it worked on. Yes, Portal Half Life and stuff. And I, uh, I did listen to it, but it was mostly just like his writing process, really. That that yeah, I mean that was the most the part I was interested in is that dude basically said, and I'm very much paraphrasing at this point, um. That, you know, he would love to work on Portal 3, but, you know, the CSGO just makes more money. So, that's never going to happen. Well, and that's the reality, right? I mean, the one thing, I don't know if his numbers are accurate or up to date or whatever, but he made some passing remark that there was only 300 people working at Valve, which sounds like a shockingly low number for the amount of money they must be printing over there. Um, I that's mean, the thing, Steam, if we don't need any more people than that? Well, and that's what I, it's like, okay, clearly you have a certain amount of people who keep Steam from falling apart on a day-to-day basis, and same thing for CSGO, same thing for Dota 2, and whatever other active, you know, ongoing games, you know, Team Fortress 2, whatever, like ongoing games that Valve has operating. Sure. Um that really doesn't leave that many people for like new projects because it's not a priority for them anymore and and they just made like you know that half-life alex came out that was on um like oculus vr or whatever Mm -hmm. it was on vive i don't know what it was on anybody play that I'm sure yeah. people have. I'm because sure it's they did. Just kind of. I mean, if you have a VR headset, you absolutely should. Hmm. Now, how many people have VR headsets? Well, that was going to be my next question. Very few. <laughs> um, but I think more now that the Oculus is cheap. I'm just not buying a Facebook product personally. Yep. Well, not buying but, a Facebook product. I also have no interest in VR. But. Well, and I still contend, really, at the end of the day, the main use for VR would be porn. I don't know what uh, like. Okay, you're going to play like Resident Evil Seven. You're going to play Resident Evil 4, and you're going to play Half-Life Alex, and you're going to play the one where you wave around the fucking um, light tubes. And now you've played, like, every good VR game. So mm-hmm. all you have left is porn. Yeah. That's it. Nah. You and Riley Reed. Do you really That's want to it. wear, like, an eight-pound headset on your head while you're jerking off, though? I, I mean, guess I guess it depends on how good the depends. experience right. is. Right, exactly. If Henry Cavill was on your lap, you might be worth it. 
come on. He's like, you're saying no? No one is. No one is. The straightest man ever. Henry could come up and be like, you'd be like, well, of course. I'm going to say no to Henry Cavill. This he is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He, he wants I me. He said no to Triss. I would, I would ask him if he'd want to run first. And you know what? Pathetic. He probably would fucking run with you. <laughs> like, hey, you want to get a workout in? <laughs> I don't know how I got here to this point. Where but like, it was worth it. We're like, all I do is run. All I do is run. Like, you don't it. know how? I don't know how. You just kept running away I just didn't from all stop. your problems. I just didn't stop. You were, I was supposed to go out for like a three mile run one day let's see we shit on my hyperfixations. oh no you shit on my hyperfixation all the time that's like half our podcast <laughs> ah marriage counseling but i went <laughs> i went out for like a three mile run one day and i just never stopped for some reason but um i don't what the hell was i even talking about we were talking about how you would definitely fuck henry cavill if he off, uh, offered to do it with you and because we were talking about that, because well, we need to know, is he a top or a bottom? Oh, I don't know that. That's a very personal question. It is a personal question, but I need to know. Okay. Uh, With you, he's a top. <laughs> wow. We needed a pop. I hadn't popped yet this uh, this episode. I showed I showed her a meme yesterday <laughs> that lost, nearly killed her. I lost my fucking mind. I don't Henry, even remember what it was. Henry and Bob would walk into the bathroom. Henry would take a Ooh, look to the left. No, Henry would see the stool and he'd, he'd be like, see the stool right. and he would just turn around and he would just look at Bob and he would say, bend over, bitch. <laughs> over the stool. I'm not, bottom, I'm not bottoming for a stool, bitch. <laughs> oh, that fucking stool. Portal 3 is where we were at. Yeah, that was a... Uh... That was, that, was, that was a pass. <laughs> I, 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 it's never getting made. Um, it's never getting made. Um, Three hundred people at Valve. They must outsource a lot. Um, but uh, it's 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 frustrating because Valve. I I have at a certain level. I have a, a level of respect for Valve that they're very. They're just very interested. Clearly, in making money and making money. Um. And not putting some, not putting a creative product out there if for if it's not groundbreaking in a way. I I respect that to a degree. I will never forgive them for not finishing the story that they set out with. <laughs> Half Life Two. You with don't the get episodes. to end something on a cliffhanger like that. Yeah. And still be around as a company and just have gone. Man. Yeah, well, well, we lost interest. When you're the middleman of virtually all the PC games being sold in the world, you do get to stay around, Erica. Yeah. You get to stay around forever. Hey, whatever, man. I mean, whatever works. It's just very well, It's very frustrating. Well, and by all accounts, Gaben has gone just off the deep end, like ultra billionaire level. and But he's smart enough to keep to himself. For the most part, yeah. Well, that's what you got to do. Private man. company. Well, that's the thing. Valve is a private company. Yeah. So, so no one knows how much money shit. they make. No one knows what they're doing. Um, but there's 300 people working there, and every single one's probably under an NDA. You know, it's weird because, like, if you don't want to make the games, you could 
you could license them out and print money in that. But on the other hand, Gabe might say, I don't want to have someone else making something and it fucking sucks. And now that's attached to us. Well, and we're, right. Why are we going to fuck with what we've got going on? It's the same thing with the Disney thing. Just fucking make the game. You've got all the money in the world. But, but, but what I think what probably happens is if you're going to make something in a decent amount of time, if you're going to make a Portal 3 or you're going to make Half-Life 2 Episode 3 or whatever, you're going to make Left 4 Dead 3, you either have the people in-house that make this stuff that you know is going to do a really good job, but it's going to take a long time because you don't have the manpower. Sure. Like, we don't know how long they've been working on Half-Life, Alex. For all we know... I mean, maybe someone knows. I haven't looked it up. For all we knows, that was in, for all we know, that was in production for like eight years. Could have been, you know, like, and that's a really long time to make a game right. But if you don't have that many people, everything's going to take longer. Right. And so they might be sitting there, and I'm I'm sure they've had the meeting where it's like, hey, we could go out and we could hire three hundred more people, and we could have a constant cycle of game production going. Right. But then we got to hire 300 more people. We got to take some degree of financial risk. You're fucking with the steez, man. Or we could just endlessly print money on Steam, which has essentially been pretty much exactly the same for like 15 years. What It just See, sucks because it was a company that made really good quality but, games. Yeah. But, you know, Valve still kind of has that mystique, right? Sure. Whereas someone like Blizzard lost it because they were mismanaged see i disagree i think valve has lost the mystique Nah, because look something like half-life alex comes out and it does great it sells vr headsets and it's a very important game for what they're trying to do with it it's still a big deal if tomorrow they came along and announced portal 3 people would lose their shit they still have an aura about them. I okay. I'll give you. I'll give you that much. But I mean, here's where where Valve is at. Anything they announce, I have a lot of questions before I just buy it. You know, if they if they come out and say, "Oh, we're gonna we're finally after eight billion years gonna release Half Life 3, I would be like, "Well, one, I want to know: Are you releasing me a complete game?" And I'm gonna wait until somebody plays it to actually. I'm also gonna tell you it. right now, you're in the minority. Well, and you're also not the target audience. No, I'm target audience is dummies. I mean, I think the target audience is hardcore gamers. Mm. And if they came out and were like, "Oh, we're finally doing episode three, I'd buy it. I. I'm I need not, the story completed. I'd buy but, it. But would you buy it before it came out? Would you, would you pre-order it? Well, I don't pre-order anything, but... Exactly. I think, I think... But you don't need to pre-order. I think you, if you really want to play it, you would probably buy it day one, sight unseen, because mm-hmm. you know either... It's sort of like Sony right now. You know the game is going to be up to a certain level of quality... And if by some chance it is not, they will patch that bitch and support it till high, to high heaven until it is up to their standard. 
You know, that's just that's where I Sony think, is. I haven't played a I, bad that's Valve where Nintendo game. I don't. Is. I don't think I'm buying a Half Life like Half Life Three though. Day one, I think I'm. And, and again, I, I'm probably in the minority, but I think I'm sitting here saying no. I want to know: Does this actually wrap up the story, or does it end in a satisfying way before I go through and actually play this game? Because I I, I don't want. To be sold. Here's the thing. Valve is a technology company. They're not a story company. They've they they hired some really good writers and they created some good stories. But that's almost an accident. It seems like. But the games were still really good. But the games right, were good. They played and, great. And that's another thing, Bob. When you think about something like a Half Life Two, is the story a driving force? Absolutely. But at the time it came out, Half-Life 2 was a big technological leap as well. They were doing things in that Source engine that people really weren't at the time. Like, do you remember right before Half-Life 2 came out, do you remember they had that big leak? Yes. Someone get on, got on their servers? And part of that leak was someone figured out how to launch into the game, and it was a very small test area, but you could play with the physics. And at the time, being able to like shoot boards and they would move around and deconstruct in a realistic way or pick barrels up and throw them at a wall of shit and watch the wall fall apart. Like that shit was bonkers at the time. Sure. And if they did something like that again, if they came out with some sort of big technology leap like that again... People would be all over that, dude. I'm not saying you're wrong. But well, I'm right. But technology <laughs> for the sake of technology has... Well, you got to have everything. Market. You got you to have everything. But, you know, Half-Life 2 had everything. It had the technology. It didn't have a it finish. It had great... Well, Half-Life 2 itself did. You're talking about the episodes. Okay, yeah. You're talking but, about the DLC. Yeah, I mean, but they, um, it, it, the story never finished. Well, it's they, kind it, of it, an you, ongoing narrative. That's always been the Half-Life games. Is it's an ongoing, open-ended narrative. Okay, it's always been the Half-Life There's two games, essentially, with its, with two DLCs. I mean, And didn't they both end? Doesn't every single one end with the G-Man showing up and yanking you into the void of nothingness? I mean, they all end the same way. I'm nodding. Well, whether you find that satisfactory or not. Right, but I don't but what find I'm, that what I'm saying is, okay, what I'm saying is some games are about certain things, right? Like my my bigger issue because I I I accept your argument. I accept your No, I do. I do accept your argument. My bigger issue than all of that. Because if you want to say, okay, you're going to you're going to create a game that is essentially just a tech demo for people to copy off of and take advantage of in the future. Fine. Great. And the story never really will end. Okay. What really, really bothers me about Half-Life 2 and the episodes is that there was a promise of more. And then they just. Well, they did. They did promise. They and did. They, they never they, there followed been through. On. Yes, yes. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is, is you're acting like Half Life Two itself. I'm not talking about the 
DLCs, I'm talking about Half-Life 2 itself, is a self-contained game. Like, if you just played that, you're more than likely walking away very happy. We're talking about one of, like, the best games ever. I mean, yeah. it had... It leaves I, I mean, you, I can't remember... I, I, I it, will say this. it leaves The ending leaves you wanting more. You do it, want to play more. Uh, you want another game. I can't... Can you remind me how just Half-Life 2 ends? I think the G-Man literally comes in and pulls you from... Because it's going to Resonance Cascade again, isn't it? It's been a while. Uh, it's been so long. You, um, because by the time I played it, it's been both so the long. episodes had come out. It's so been so long. No, it's been so long since I played but it. But that's also I, like two thousand seven. So that's a long time ago. Now. Right. What I remember. This is what I remember about Half Life Two. Okay, they did a lot of physics stuff that no one had ever done before. Mm-hmm. It ran very well. It was a fun game at the time. The gameplay was very good. The graphics were very good, and they have a sort of timeless quality to them. You could still play that game today, and it is not visually unappealing. Yeah. Um, the, there's a lot of things about it that are very, very good, and the story is one of them. And, and sometimes a story, look, it's sort of like the Bloodborne or Dark Souls or games or whatever. Sometimes the story doesn't have to be explicitly told directly to you sometimes it's the atmosphere you've created sure or well, that's the, the feeling games, for sure. right well and sometimes stuff doesn't end necessarily like final fantasy 7 doesn't every, end in a way that like wraps everything up in a everything bow. doesn't have to be yeah tied into a neat bow and laid out for you a b c and d we closed all the, the story loops and here you go that's not every game and every yeah, like just book or every sitting movie. Sitting here thinking about it now, Final Fantasy VII ends, like the meteor's crashing into the planet. Spoilers for a, you know, I don't know, old, old fucking game. 97. But, oh, god damn. And you think that uh, uh, the life stream comes and it appears to eradicate the meteor, but the way it ends, it ends on like a flash of light. You don't know if everybody survives. Well, you don't know what ultimately, I mean, ultimately they did the whole compilation so you see but in that self-contained game like before the 10 years later and all the shit that they did it just kind of was like okay game's over but you don't it's not all tied up and look spoiler for uh you know whatever however old movie now at least like 12 years old or something inception inception does not have like a here's definitively what happened ending right I would argue it's satisfying, oh, and, I think so. but it's definitely a interpret it as you will ending. And I hope like 20 years from now, Christopher Nolan doesn't come along and go like, oh, yeah, well, actually, this is how it ended. Like David Chase did for the, for the fucking Sopranos. I don't need that shit. Oh, I didn't hear what he said. What did he say? Oh, he said uh, someone came in and like killed Tony. Like the- which is like, yeah, that's probably that was, what happened. I mean, that was my interpretation but of what happened, but they didn't need you to, you to say tell it. me that. And it's right. the same thing for Inception. That's my annoying. my interpretation of the ending of Inception is he spins the top and he sees his children and he doesn't care if doesn't he's matter. in the real world anymore. Because he's with his family. He's, he's where he wants to be. He did what he wanted to do. He made things right in his mind with his, with his dead wife and everything. So... 
It doesn't matter if it's real. Right. He gets to he go doesn't back with his care. Kids. Exactly. Now, some people that drives them fucking crazy. Some people do that. Need... They cut away from the top spinning. Right. And yeah. look, it's like Half Life. At the end of every goddamn game, some bullshit happens, and then the G-Man shows up and zaps him into the fucking void of nothingness to park his ass there until he needs him again. That's every game. That's that. <laughs> Like, that's always what they do. And if they make a new one, realistically, at the end, the G-Man's going to show up and go, good job, Gordon, my boy. We're out. (laughs) I think if you're going to be mad at Valve, and you totally can be, it's, yeah, we were promised. You were like, that's, I agree. That is a very legitimate We're not going to have to wait as long between games. They said there was going to be three, and they didn't deliver a third. Yes. And you end the second one on such a cliffhanger that's just like, how do I not look at this as just a giant fuck you? Yeah. Which is how I look at it. And that's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's what, that's what really bothers me is the, the way they, they set it up is actually kind of ingenious in that, you know, you have this story you can just tell as you come up with new technology advances. Great. But there are players... I know I'm not the majority of gamers. I I get that. But I, I, am, I am a story person. There are, are other story people out there. And I want to get to the end of your game and feel like, okay, I have hit an ending. Sure. For your game. And if I don't hit that, which I don't feel at the end of Half-Life 2 Episode 2 because it's a cliffhanger. Well, you don't. Right. Like, you know, you it's like... Can't. No one's going to look at that and be like, I'm narratively satisfied. It, 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 just, it just sucks. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can be mad at them for just deciding, oh, we're just going to print money doing this thing where it's clear that they have enough money, at least, and I don't know anything about their finances. Nobody does. But you would think... You clearly have enough money to do this, and the fact that you're choosing not to is really fucking annoying. That's just where yes. I come at it from. And, and but we but also if we're taking this from a creative person's perspective, which at the end of the day, if you're designing video games, that's a creative sure. art. Sure. You're. They might not feel. It might not be like just like, oh, can we do something innovative technology wise? It might be we don't have the right idea or we don't want to just make Half-Life 3 and it's just a prettier Half-Life 2. Oh, no, I can understand that wanting to, you know, push the envelope a little bit, not have it just be like a typical whatever. You don't just want to like do like a we're printing money sequel, you know, because they don't need money. So... Maybe it just doesn't feel right. And, and and because he owns fucking everything, he gets to sit on his shit. He doesn't yep. answer to stockholders or a board that says, we need to find a way every year to make X amount more money than last year. Right. I, I to a degree, respect somebody who's like, I'm not going to put something out that I'm not happy with. But I do not have respect for somebody who's going to lie to his customer base. Well, you made a promise. And you did, like, for a very long time, you made people think, oh, it's still coming out. It's still coming out. They're still working on it. They're still working on it. Right. Where really what you just should have done is been like, 
Maybe well, not we're abandoning the franchise, but right now we're moving in a different creative direction. I think I think it's very simple, and this is a lot of game developers struggle with this, is transparency. Yes. And everything in the gaming industry always has to be a big fucking secret so you can do your big unveil, right? Mm-hmm. And I think in a situation like Half-Life 2 Episode 3... The best thing they could have done when they realized, for whatever reason, they weren't going to make it, whether it's a story roadblock, whatever was happening, let's just say it's story. Let's say whatever they're coming up with, they're not happy with it. They cannot come to a satisfying conclusion for them, so they don't want to make something that sucks. They should. Gabe should have come out, and he should have just done an interview with whoever, and he should have just said... As of right now, it's on hold. We aren't happy with it. The game isn't where we want it to be. The story isn't what we want it to be. And I'm sorry. I know that's going to disappoint a lot of people, but it is what it is. It's indefinite. Yep. Well, and it's not only in video games. How long has George R. R. Martin been working on the next fucking Game of Thrones book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When clearly he's... there's a bit of a roadblock for him and I'd so much rather him just come out and be like hey and maybe he has I don't read his blog but just be like I'm having trouble coming up with a satisfactory conclusion I've kind of written myself into a corner it's gonna be a while yeah you respect the honesty more than the whole like ooh 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 maybe maybe next year we'll see it it does kinda like if Gabe came out and said you know, we we made this promise of episodic gaming. We really didn't plan out three episodes of story. And we thought we could just figure out episode three when we got there and we failed. I would have a lot of respect for that. But it's just always been silence or, you know, Gabe making jokes about how he delays episode three every time somebody sends him an email about it. Well, and like I listened to that interview you sent me with the writer at Valve. It mm-hmm. sounds like he's really like he doesn't actually work there anymore to me. That's what it sounded like. I don't know. But um, it sounded like like with Half-Life Alex again, they didn't have a satisfying ending. And one of the things he was brought in to do with someone else was to come up with a satisfying ending. Has that released? Because, Has it been oh, out? yeah, that's. Oh, out. yeah. Okay. Oh. Um. And it was kind of like, it sounds like the game was pretty much done, but the story wasn't where they wanted it to be. And if we don't come up with a story, this very, very much could be shelved. And for all we know, that's what happened with Half-Life 2 Episode 3. Sure. Yep. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having that standard, or if it's not where we want it, we're just not because we don't want to be associated with something well, that's below. Remember standard. that used to be the Blizzard standard. It used to be the game will come out when it's done. Well, it was Starcraft. We're not too, putting right? out yep. shit. It was like it took forever for that to come out, and it's like it's coming, but it's gonna be a while. And it was worth it. That game was fucking great. I I think I, it just it just sucks. You know, if you got like a. The whole problem is they went with the episodic gaming model. If they hadn't done that, and or if you had like a better they just idea, they just never made another sequel. That would have been if that was just the end, then you're fine, right? Right. That's what Fick is for. 
But it is like you guys said, this, this is what you said to us, that, okay, kind of do it episodic so we don't have to wait as long, but then it's like you're still putting all this work in to make sure that it's up to snuff. And it just, it was a clusterfuck, and it just didn't work out. And I'm sure that part of that probably is is why you're not going to see anything from them anymore, because it is like, okay, you know, maybe there's a little, you're a little gun shy because of what happened. But I just wish that, like, you know, after, you know, five or whatever years, I know at this point it's it's been like 15, but it's just like, it, it's, it's not coming out. It's, it's, right, just, it's not coming out anytime soon. It's on indefinite hold. Never say never, but don't hold your breath. You gotta, you know, I, I hope Valve does do something with it one day. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest. I will be skeptical about it if they announce it because of what happened. Well, and they, uh, Dave, uh, Gabe's not going to live forever. So but, who knows you know, what happens when he goes. I, I have no concept of how old he is, but. I, it, you, you did set up a, a, a fun and interesting universe. There is certainly a lot good. I would even say, even if it isn't a fun and interesting universe, you can't end the game that way and then but, shrug and walk away. But you've got this fun, uh, well, you've got this fun and interesting universe. You've got, you know, f- we know Portal and Half-Life are in the same universe. You, There's a lot you could do with it with, you know, if you give writers the room to work and you can make good games. I hope at some point Valve wants to make single-player games again. That'd be nice to see, but like I said, I'm not holding my breath. No. Well, and look, it's not a matter of making money. If they came out with a Half-Life 3, it would be insanely profitable. Oh, for sure. So that's clearly not the the issue or the motivation. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think they look at it very much as, you know, we've got all of our best talent working on what they're working on now, if we move them to a single-player game, they're not going to make as much money on a single-player game as they are on CSGO or Dota 2. And uh, I... I uh, the, these, money these games move. like that print money. Alex, but single-player games and, and do believe not me, make and, and as much believe money. And believe me... They're gonna find a way to get your money out of you more than once. I, I mean, I don't disagree with you on that part, but I'm telling you, I think, I think, I think people want to look at Valve, um, in uh, in generally and kind of like a better view. But at the end of the day, if Half Life Three was gonna make more money than Steam. If Half-Life 3 would make more money than CSGO or Dota, I think it would have happened. Maybe. I I I really do. Again, I don't I just don't think that's the big motivation. Like Valve came out with some random ass like card game like a couple of years ago that I think failed. I remember and, that everyone was like, really? That's such and a like, Believe me, they didn't put that out because they thought it was gonna be like making Steam money. No, but how many people did it have work on it? That's the you know, that's that's the other part of it. it, it I also don't mean hard, to cut off, but my but, ass is starting to really hurt, and we've been going for like. Uh, you know, it's funny you mention that, Erica. My ass is real comfy. You that's know, nice. we haven't Good even talked you. about AEW in New Japan. 
There's an AEW New Japan show coming, and Alex and I can't go because we'd be the only people in the fucking arena wearing masks, and we're really angry about it. But we I'm are not, going to watch not, it live. I'm not really angry about it, but... I'm pretty angry. I mean, it's like... It does suck. It sucks because it's like... Because of all I the wish, stuff that's been coming through, that is uh, definitely something we'd try to go I, to. I wish... You know what we should do, Erica? What should we do, Alex? You and I... You know what we could do. All right. What's the plan? I have a solution. Lay it on I've me. just come up with it. It's perfect. It's like a flip of what Bob did. <laughs> and this has been a far enough out now where I think I can bring this up without murder happening taped on this podcast. Are you sure about that? Yeah. I'm very curious what's about to come out of your Here's mouth. Here's the plan. All right. You... Get your parents to go to Florida (laughs) for like two weeks after this AEW show, Mm -hmm. that two-week period. We go to the AEW show, and then we quarantine together in your parents' home like someone else did for a given time period. Mm -hmm. And then we walk out free and clear and we saw the aw new <laughs> japan first crossover show this is my best idea yet either way we're clearly watching it live that's a thing that's going to happen this is this was my this was my i appreciate you talked around it with ever without ever actually explicitly mentioning it because there's still the rage there for it alex it burns the fire burns always always that was a wrestling reference I don't know if you got that one, Bob. Oh, I can't. I can't even wait. Like, I know how these New Japan crossover shows go. I'm sure there's going to be like a million eight-man tags. Wait, will your man be there? Okada? He better be there. Apparently, he was joking around on some Instagram live that his wife's birthday is like two days later or something. And he can't. So he can't go. I was like, listen to me, Okada. <laughs> Alex is like, you you're, motherfucker. You're going to this effing show. All right. Because the adulation that will be poured down upon, upon you in Chicago, Illinois should be felt by a man as great as one Okada. No, they're running the United, no, the United Center. Center. Oh, the UC. Okay. Oh yeah, dude. We're they're packing them in. They're not fucking around. I mean, you guys should risk COVID for it. I think you should. I don't want my daughter to get sick, so it's not worth not it. Alex just that. had a great plan. You could sit, you'd sleep in the tent in the yard for a couple of days. <laughs> what did you say about murder on the podcast? Uh, Were you anti or pro? I'm I'm probably anti because okay. if I'm in the room, it's gonna be really hard to yeah, lie about. That's it. fair. That's a yeah, fair point. Like I'm an else. accomplice, then. Right, right, definitely. That's we can't have that. That's a tough spot. Yeah. Like if I'm not there, plausible deniability. Then, yeah, for sure. I didn't like watch the microphone bore through his skull. We didn't go you full know. Andrew Ryan with the microphone on Bob. Ooh. A man chooses. A slave obeys. A slave obeys. Obey! Haven't played that in a while. I could go back and play Half-Life 2 if I didn't have a shitload of other things to play. See, I could fall into that trap, Erica. I could just replay the same thing, but I really try not to. Which is that is a good quality to have. I have a stack of book up, books upstairs that I'm like, okay, like I have to start reading this shit. Like, but I have a friend who's. Uh, 
listening through the Witcher audiobooks, and she wants to talk with me about them. And obviously, I remember most of the stuff, but I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. And there's that that lizard brain that's like, you should read that book again. I just read those books in like December. I do not need to read those books again. No. Nope. But that little maniac that lives in the back of my head is going, read those books again, Eric. You enjoyed those books. You should read those books again. Then you could have like good discussions with your friend. I fought it off thus far. You know, Bob, as of this podcast recording, I've been at your home three days in a row now. Do you have anything tomorrow to make it four? I mean, do you like pancakes? Nah, I mean, I do, but I don't want to. I'll be asleep. But yeah, okay. Uh, I'd rather have sleep than pancakes. I can't argue with that. Look at Bob. He wants sleep. We're all a little tired. All right. <laughs> Even Bob, Bob the dog Bob the is flagging. straight up suffering, so I'm going to end this podcast. All right. Thanks for being here, Bob the dog. And hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>